Hey, welcome to episode 175 of the Collector's Quest podcast. We actually recorded an episode before this that I guess will come out later, but this episode we ended up talking so much about the Carl Jobst video, which everyone is talking about, or at least was uh, a couple days ago, that I figured it made more sense to edit this real quick and get this out there. Because who doesn't want another take on the Carl Jobst video? Actually, the real topic of this episode was whether pop reports really matter what their effect on the market is going to be, why WADA isn't releasing them, at least how it will affect the majority of collectors, and not just that top, top-end market. So tell your mom about the show, give us five stars in iTunes, and let's go. Alright, Johnny, let's, uh... Hey, welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny. Stefan is is putting his kid to bed, might come in later. What's going on, Johnny? You know, just hanging out. Nothing much has happened to the world of video games, so I figured we could just do like a kind of a quick episode. You know, not a lot of noise or anything. Um, I haven't bought much, so yeah, this should be like a 25, 30 minute episode. There are shocking allegations, Johnny. Shocking. I heard that this default gen guy was involved somehow. Oh, oh yeah. Did you manage to bring our name into all this somehow? I didn't, damn it. I should have been like, <laughs> should have added a collector's quest somewhere, get my uh, name out. No, Johnny, uh, we're, this is going to be edited a week late unless I'm Superman and decide to edit this tomorrow. We're, we're, this isn't going to be the whole episode, but the, the, the car, the Jopst report came out. Don't call it a fucking report. God. <laughs> That's what that Seth guy called it in his article. The uh, Jobs report. The, proof, or the Jobs report. The, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Just. I wish. I wish we. I knew we were talking about this in advance. I would have rewatched the video so I could agree with or rebut certain points. From what I remember of the video, it was a pretty good recap of some of the nonsense going on in graded games to Carl's audience, who are not game collectors. Carl, of course. Uh, not a game collector. He is an amazing video game player. He's a speedrunner, uh, known for his amazing prowess at GoldenEye. Here, let me um, let me take a moment to say how much I hate that video. If for nothing else, for all the questions I've had to answer by people who don't collect games, who are just like, <laughs> Johnny, have you seen this thing? I'm like, yes, Aunt, I haven't spoken to in nine months, who happened to heard I collect video games. Yes, I've heard about this thing. Oh, well, be careful that you don't get scammed and lose all of your money. <laughs> you know, buying Harry Potter games from Japan and like rare GBA games. I, I'm scamming myself every time I purchase a stupid game. <laughs> okay. I have been doing so for a long ass time. I don't need the help of any other companies. I don't really want to talk about the whole video. I, I have strong feelings on it. I know a lot of a lot of people in the uh, community uh, a lot of the retro game fam uh, have strong feelings about that, but um, yeah, I don't really want to go into a whole blow by blow because there are people, I mean, it's all over, right? Um, I can say the video is correct in some areas and then incorrect in others. And I think there's a lot of confirmation bias out there. I think a lot of people just don't like what sealed games have brought to collecting and therefore anything that seems uh, damaging or uh, you know, sinister that appeals to them. And they're just like, yeah, fuck Wada and fuck sealed games. Thumbs down, you know? Uh, so I think that the, that kind of video 
appeals to them. Uh, uh, my major criticism of that whole video, though, is the complete lack of timelines, um, you know, and the the fact that people call it reporting. Um, that's pretty loose. Uh, I have a degree in journalism, so I, you know, I mean, journalism is basically dead. Um, and this was journalism in the school of uh, partisan media journalism. Uh, and I, it's pick one, whatever side of the, the rope you're on, just pick one. It's either CNN for you or Fox news. So, uh, just pick one of those and feel how much you hate them for their, for their bullshit and their inaccuracies. And, uh, that's basically kind of what this video was. And I, I didn't, I didn't like the tact and I didn't like that he, cause he was on video game sage and, uh, he's like, well, uh, you know, I made this for my audience and they understand. And I abbreviated things and I was inaccurate on purpose, you know, uh, because my audience would understand. And he also said, nobody's got time to get everything right. It's like, well, if you're doing a, a report and you are going to defame potentially somebody, uh, you should have time to get it right. And if you were thinking about brevity, a 52 minute fucking video, isn't it? Okay. That's like us t saying quick episodes of the podcast three hours later. Uh, you know, more warranted to have that 52 minute video than that Seth guy's uh, rambling narrative style articles. Uh, but I do want to point out. So you, you're saying he's going into this with an agenda. I will say, I think Carl usually makes really excellent videos. I, I don't think this video was the worst. If you look into his reporting on the dream cheating saga, he has basically gone into why everyone has had wrong takes on that and that he has actually like uh, talked to everyone involved in that and done the research. And he probably has the best videos out. And I think he knows he has the best videos out because that was a cheating scandal that he tried to get to the bottom of. But I think he went into this video with the mindset of, oh, video games are selling for $2 million in the span of a couple years. That doesn't make sense. Let me find out, you know, why this is a, a quote unquote scam. So he definitely had an agenda going to try to nitpick every little thing that was wrong in the graded games market, which there are very many valid criticisms, uh, some of which I brought up in a, a YouTube video that didn't get oh, a million views. You um, mean but, we've criticized these things before? <laughs> you know what, Johnny? There might be some market manipulation going on in that graded games market. I, I just it, can't tell. You know, maybe everything's totally, totally just normal and natural and organic. Well, here. So one of my favorite things is, and we can you know, like, well, let's not talk about this too much. Let's nope, get on we're talking to, about like, it. It's no, what the people I don't want to hear. I, no, I don't want to. Um, but like, let's 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 cover the market manipulation thing. Uh, you know, and let's just like for transparency's sake. Yeah, I I am friends with Dennis. You know, we we talk from time to time. Though I haven't talked to him in a while. And I'm definitely I'm not texting him right now because I'm sure he's just like fucking buried. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, I've been critical and I own zero graded games. And there, there's a reason for that. I, I just don't collect like that. It's not something I care about. People should know I don't care about the money. But, um, you know, what the big thing, the market manipulation. He's like, and Dennis of Wada says he's out to grow the video game market. He's going to expand the market. It's like, yeah, I mean, he literally says that in every video. That's not. And then he like flashes market manipulation in the video. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's growing a business. He, it, at the end of the day, it's a business and he's trying to expand it. And so yes, he also says video games have been underpriced. Like he openly says video games are underpriced and I think they should be worth more. And I'm going to go, go start appealing to people 
uh, and other hobbies and show them why this hobby deserves better recognition and has these actual rare gems and, you know, equates it to action comics. And, you know, we, he said this, he said this on this show. It's like, this isn't a secret that this, they're like, well, this was his agenda. Yeah. This, that was his business plan. Uh, and that's marketing. Is there manipulation going on? Sure. Maybe. Uh, but like a lot of the instance where he called manipulation, I just called like a business planning and trying to grow your business. Like, do you, do you disagree with that? Am I on crazy pills? No, Tell I me. think you've, you've hit the the two points here. Uh, one is that like, none of this is really a secret. I think basically everyone who's really in like deep in the video game shit all day, every day, live in this knew basically every single thing that came up in the video. Some people told me like the uh, Jim Halperin being involved in the 1980s coin bubble. Cause that's not really part of video games, but yeah, that, it was but we we some... even talked about that like a couple episodes when we talked about the auction thing and they bring up the lawsuits but it's like yeah like i think he at one point like says they're guilty but they're not they settling was is not the same settled. thing as guilt yeah so yeah. okay like, Johnny, that... you're bringing up a point that i want to that i do want to actually talk about with the video i, I know we're not going to talk about the video but i do want to bring up this point this video was too long and tried to make too many points to the point where it started conflating arguments just because it was trying to get so many dunks in uh so i'd say four things that the video tried to argue is that it would be really nice if real collectors owned all this stuff instead of investors which yeah well i mean well that was like the first hot take i'm just going to respond to that point he's like you would think that it was video game collectors buying this that are trying to complete their sets no you wouldn't no nobody who is no one collecting complete sets uh, as like a premier set collector in this thing, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm in the upper echelon of set collectors. No one is fucking trying to do that sealed. Maybe there's a couple of people who have tried it. And I know some people have tried it with Dreamcast and you've got a few crazies out there, but that's not what set collectors are really doing. That's in, that's just incorrect. No one thinks that like, oh, that $2 million or Mario, like no one would even believe that that was someone who was just trying to put it in their set. Also, conf you know, not saying that there are many different iterations of that Mario that a set collector could put in is just a blatantly false slam and criticism. And, you know, it, it equates like some level of falsity that does not really exist. Yeah. And, and going into this, like, it would be nice if, if, collectors who actually cared about the object owned like these weird hundred thousand dollar sealed games that are now like crazily priced but that's never been how collectibles work it's whoever spends the most money owns the things yeah, literally I mean, every price in collectibles is 100 percent made up after yeah, something... but that's a value proposition right that's like saying that i think that only collectors should have the best thing like that i mean who who are you to decide that? I mean, yeah, that's, exactly. And that's it's, never have been how a market is decided ever. I know it's like a form of gatekeeping the the collectible, and yeah. there's no prices. Like if a Charizard once like it's rotated out of the the card game and it's like purely just a nostalgia collectible thing. If it's a hundred dollars, like okay, that makes sense. If it's ten thousand dollars, like okay, that makes sense. There's there's no right price for it, so there isn't an affordable price that I think you can say is correct to allow people to, to own these objects. Cause I mean, it's basically people are competing to own these objects is what collecting. Yeah. Is. Not everybody gets to own everything. I trust me. I've, I've tried and I, it's never going to happen for me. Th that was more of a minor point, but the other things he brings up are market manipulation, 
just pure capitalism, which you've already talked about a bit, and then criminal fraud. So market manipulation, Johnny, it's just, it's the game that these people play, and it is both well-known and not illegal in collecting markets, because these aren't like that regulated not regu- stock markets. This isn't a regulated market? Johnny, you could just buy out all the PSA 10 first edition Charizards and have a monopoly on the market. And then oh. maybe go on Pawn Stars and show off your sick collection of PSA 10s and, and tout how you have the best card collection of all time. Because Charizard's the best card and these PSA 10s are the best thing. You could just do okay, that. And so maybe some just, guy did that. <laughs> this is the other thing that fucking, it just, it, it drives me mad, right? Like, it drives me mad. Uh, because the whole Pawn Stars bit, Pawn Stars is entertainment television entertainment television only it's not these aren't this is not real this is not like that's a bad argument because it's it's still hyping up what people bring their stuff on there i don't care if they're hyping up they're like but (laughs) no but people are like it was unethical for him to be on poncha it's like guys this is entertainment television yeah uh, and again but it's exactly on brand like well he shouldn't be allowed to say prices it's like no i that's that's a value judgment you don't think he should be allowed and maybe you have exceptions to it and that's fine we talked about whether we thought that was like fine or not a long time ago uh but it's not like illegal that's the thing like it makes it seem like something illegal or untoward has happened and you can say maybe it's not the best look but nothing illegal happened nobody was defrauded in that instance uh you're 100 correct johnny and it sucks for collectors but there's a portion of people in all of these markets definitely not just video games like oh my god cards and comics and coins and all this but there's a portion of people who for fun or profit they like to corner the market they like to pump and dump they like to hype things maybe make a podcast on the top 10 sales every single week in a certain category of items oh like comics (laughs) hey guys well what's up comic fam (laughs) no comic fam this comic tom coming at you remember to hit the like button slap slap the subscribe button Come on, uh, join the best comic collectibles app in the world, Key, key Collectibles. Uh, okay, Comic Tom, thank you. I'll use your code, Comic101. Thank you, Tom101. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. And so I think people get mad that the maybe unethical people that are doing this, certainly not illegal, but people are maybe hyping things unethically, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're the most successful in these markets. So uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the people who are cornering, the people who are hyping... Uh, you may have what you think is the coolest thing. Like, me, look at me over here with my my fucking Japanese quote-unquote true first prints. Those will never be as valuable as uh, the the seal, uh, sealed Super Mario Brothers because that's what has all the money and the hype behind it. Like, not, not like people buying it in money. I mean, like, the people who have money have a vested interest in making sure that stays the game. Sure. So, um, <laughs> what's, uh, like, one other thing, um... I had somebody message me uh, and they told me that your takes on, on everything WADA are more honest than mine, uh, oh, which okay. I thought was interesting. Um, an interesting choice. Uh, how many WADA graded games do you have? Uh, I have a few that I graded in like 2018 and uh, 2019 mostly. Uh, so there's a few that's not in this room with me that uh, I literally, they got like B pluses and shit. So I just put them over in my, like, I don't want this in my collection. Cause B plus is fucking garbage. Let me count Johnny. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have eleven games on the shelf over there and three VGA and, games, Johnny. And you've graded some other ones, though. I th- I've got like five or six graded that are like bullshit. You know, I've also got the two Steel Battalions. So I've got up to thirteen. Let's just add it all together. Let's say I have twenty graded video games. All right, and Stefan has a couple. He's and he's graded a couple. I'm gonna just come out and say my number. It's zero. Wow. Um, how could you be a game collector and not have some water? I don't, I mean, the people are just like, yeah, you're just a shill. I'm like, I don't, I've, have I ever recommended here that anyone go gets their games graded? Like, I just don't, I don't like it. So, um, yeah, that's not really advice that comes from me. I, you know, I don't and tell you people have not to grade games, their games. To be clear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you have some <laughs> nice sealed games just that yeah, you happen so, to have. Right. Um, I mean, and when I sold stuff in the Genesis collection, there was a, bunch of good sealed games in there it's like you know i just i don't care about that um and that was water was a thing by then um yeah i i take some umbrage to that also there i'm just i know we're kind of jumping all over um the fact that pat the nest punk was on there calling out some of this stuff i'm like wait didn't you go on pawn stars like weren't he was on pawn stars hyping up games like that 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 would also be considered hype, right? That's what that about might be. Not a good argument. Oh, not <laughs> not a good argument. Well, what like, about oh, is not a good argument? I I agree. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you can't call someone out for being on Pawn Stars when you yourself have been on Pawn Stars. Also, him going the video game media needs to do better. I'm like, aren't you the video game media? Don't they report on video games like more often than we do? Like, I don't consider, I consider us edutainment, not like news. They're more news. I just thought a lot of that was weird. I mean, I, I guess, thought, and like Pat has the, a lot of, uh, a lot of that true collector gatekeeping. And I mean, I don't, I don't mean to call it that, but that's really what it is. Like people yeah. inherently don't want investors and market manipulators fucking up their hobby. So he's always like inherently against this, no matter how valid the criticism is. Yeah, I mean, I look. I'm not. I'm not into that. Like, do I want games to be more expensive? No. Like, trust me, it is. It is. Uh, put a big wet diaper all on my collecting. Um. So, like, and you too. Obviously, we're out there collecting other weird shit and making episodes. You know, telling you other weird things you can do to uh, get away from all this nonsense that's going on right now. Uh. You know, I just that just it, like struck me weird. Also, he's not like a sealed guy. Much the same way I'm not a sealed guy, so I I couldn't advise like uh, Carl in his video about sealed game collecting in that fact. I would be too biased. Um, and then like Sean from Reserved Investments, I know I know you love him dearly, but he like those two were weird choices as the experts. I don't think Sean is too weird of a choice, just because his like actual job is to cover antiques and collectibles, even if he. Uh, I know, I but that's like a very niche, small thing. Like that's, that's, I, I know a lot about games and I'm saying, I don't think I would be the right choice either. You would be a better choice than me. I would be a, a better choice than Sean. So like, I don't, I don't just see the appeal there. Yeah. I, like I was in his discord while he was making that video. So I, I uh, famously have been brought up blacked out in a Carl Jobs tweet as someone who had uh, tried to basically get Dennis to email Carl, because I, like, I knew like I knew this video was going to get a fuckload of views and I knew he was going to say stuff that Dennis would want to refute. So I t- tried to get him in advance so he'd be able to say something. But uh, I guess he decided not to. 
And then I thought Carl would basically speak more about the video. Like I was like casually just monitoring his discord and basically nothing's happening in it. So I thought I would be able to like maybe add some more insight, hopefully, you know, correct or clarify a few things before he actually put the video out. But then it was just like it dropped one day. No, it's, it's just a shit show. Um, um, and like he's basically created a bunch of mobs because like no one wants to have any nuance to the argument. They just see like a scam thumbnail and they're like, I knew it. Everyone's going to jail. Everything in this market is fake. Or everyone's on the other side, like, nothing's fake, everything is real, Mar 64 is worth $1.5 million. Yeah, basically you have, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Video Game Sage, which is, like, half of them, like, they've already got their torches and pit for pitchforks, and, um, you know, you've got everyone in the water groups going, oh, look at all those dummies, scam me some more, like, that's, yep. like, a thing I that's can see. Yeah, like, that's exactly what's happening, John. Yeah, John, and you're just Johnny. like uh okay guys i'm like this like this is a very bad conversation uh, that's the other thing you know I, like as someone who enjoys hyperbole uh hyperbole quite a bit and like i like to be hyperbolic from time to time i definitely didn't enjoy uh you know you know how i hate youtube hyperbole and i hate youtube face and i hate all of that kind of nonsense because it it's just there to divide people and uh be clicky you know clickbaity sure and uh, you know i I took exception to that. Yeah, I, I did not like the way it was was presented. The, uh, there's two more things I do want to bring up. So like the, the capitalism arguments in the video. So basically Dennis pumping the prices of games as he's making a lot of games or just even stuff like go collect buying out game value now and shutting down Nintendo age again, like market manipulation, like some of that sucks, but it's in the best interest of go collect to corner the market for information. Like that is, that is capitalism and capitalism is maybe not the most ethical system. So pointing out that the people with money are doing things that maybe hurt people to get more money happens in every industry. Uh, so it is, it is not super surprising. I'm not like, I'm not cheerleading capitalism here. Like capitalism has some maybe negative effects, but oh, absolutely. That is uh, what's careful, happening though, you, in some of these You're going to get called a socialist. I, uh, yes. So you go subscribe to me on the YouTube. My, uh, I, I can't, we can't get into politics. Uh, <laughs> no, we cannot. And s the other thing, Johnny, is allegation. There's not really a specific allegation, but basically criminal fraud. There are a bunch of dots laid out in the video, and I don't believe a single one is connected to the point of being outright criminal fraud. Maybe like Jim Halperin's 1980s coin stuff. But again, that was settled out of court, so I, I don't think so. I don't think that was actually considered a, a criminal thing there. Uh, so, I mean, the main takeaway you see from people who watch this video are like, I knew it. Wada and Heritage were colluding to increase prices. Okay, except we don't know the buyers of almost any of this stuff. So how is that? That that is a supposition based on some things that were laid out that you that would make you like think like the whole idea of the video is to make you think like Wada and Heritage are colluding, specifically colluding in like the illegal way to increase prices rather than just quote rather unquote normal market brand synergy. What? Like in, in another world we call this brand synergy. Sure, Johnny. I know you love love that aspect of it. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, uh, like, um, what is it? Uh, CGS just uh, partnered with uh, what, like, like Comic Link. They like are people in an uproar about that partnership? I don't know what the fuck CGS is. So, uh, all right. 
CGC. I'm sorry. Services. Well, CGC. I'm sorry. I, okay. I don't know what what the CGC partnered, uh, at least in in some small way yeah. with Comic Link. You know, they provide advertising material and stuff. Like, is this? Are people up in arms and about this because they're working together? Look, I'm not saying it's right, but I am saying that both of those <laughs> groups are business, much the same way WADA and Heritage are businesses. And if you're telling me that businesses operate in their own best interest and corporations do the same thing. And my, my opinion of uh, corporate politics and how corporations and businesses are allowed to run wild and get these tiny fines uh, in relation to the damage that they do, my opinion of that is not very high. But I'm also not naive, and I know that if you allow that legally that of course they're going to do that. Why wouldn't they? You would say it is almost their responsibility, especially in a, in a corporate sense, to be making as much money as possible. Sure. Like, of, it's like, oh, did people forget that Heritage Oxen, they're not some weird neutral party who doesn't give a shit. They're there to make money. They're trying to make money. Of course they want a better partnership. They're like, oh yeah, you know, this is like... Uh, a way for us to make better money. Yeah. Cool. The whole argument. Well, well, why did they start that? Like the video starts out. Well, why didn't, you know, heritage use VGA, a company that had been around for 10 years. They just co- totally gloss over the fact that Dennis and all the people involved in WADA, especially at that time, uh, especially if you count who was advising them, the great, the sum of knowledge about video games, especially specific to Ness. It, it's just, it was just a, not much of a greater collection of like standalone individuals and their direct knowledge is around definitely far greater than anything VGA know knows or knew at that time about video games. They just kind of gloss over that. And I, I didn't like that either. It's a little misleading. They acted like, you know, Wada just came out of nowhere and like these scammers saw an opportunity and were like taking their chance and they were just some know nothings like that. That's not what happened either. Um, so that was a little weird for me. I'm looking forward to a follow-up video to see if uh, there's any more nuance or anyone change their opinion. But of course, no one's going to change their opinion on no this because everyone made I up their opinion com- already. Uh, it's all—I mean—that's the problem. It's all like com- uh, you know confirmation bias, or just like yeah. you know, or reverse confirmation bias if that's a thing. Um, you know, where people are just like, "This is bullshit and outrage." They're just trying to take us down. You know, the the other side of it. And I'm living somewhere in the middle, trying to be like, "Yeah, there's problems here." But this video is also problematic. Um, so I, it's like, I don't like to heap problems on problems. Um, do I think like a, a basic call out is wrong? Not necessarily. Uh, do I think calling it like crimi- criminal fraud? I'm like, well, that's a little extreme, um, especially when all the issues weren't addressed if correctly. And then like Dane's name got thrown in there and. You know, he had to go on video game stage and like show documentation that is like, I'm not involved in this. And again, because no timelines is like, this has nothing to do with me. My name is just being drug in the mud, you know? Uh, I will say, Johnny, if anyone thinks that there is a sale that WADA and Heritage colluded to increase the price on, uh, what is it? Because uh wade well, sold the eight hundred seventy thousand dollar uh zelda and the 1.5 million dollar super mario 64 and he got paid and wade i don't i don't remember how far wade goes back i'm guessing wade is not lying to us that and he didn't sell this to himself essentially 
it's all been a very realistic saga of how long it took him to get paid and all that. So somebody bought Wade's games that is not him. Meaning, I mean, yes, whoever bought them likely has hundreds of other similar sealed games that stand to benefit enormously by causing all this hype in the market, making it look like games are worth all this money now. But you didn't need collusion to get there. It's just one guy who can buy something and he doesn't have to say any. He doesn't even have to say anything. It's just like, hey, Mario sixty four is the most collectible game ever now, guys. Better example. Well, then, no, you don't even have to have the a Mario. The Super Mario sold for Fuck that Mario for two John. million. It probably sold to fucking Eric Nayerman because he no, has it sold to hundreds of black no. box games. No, it sold to Rally. We even speculated like what the next like in our video where we what were are talking, you talking about this. About? We, the two million dollar one was sold by Rally. Was I thought I thought Rally bought it. No. Oh, Rally I they sold bought, it. They bought it for oh, like 140k or something like a year oh, okay. ago and then oh, sold it. My for mistake. Two I thought this was the one that Rally uh bought for two million. I thought no. they bought it for two million. I have my facts backwards there. Uh, you sure? I was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Goodwill just oh, sold a Zelda for four hundred thousand uh, to Eric Nehrman. What a surprise! <laughs> um, like Goodwill is not colluding Goodwill. to increase the price of that. He paid Goodwill four hundred thousand dollars, and then what does he do? Literally the day of the sale or the day after the sale, he there's like him in the news, and he's like, "It's worth six hundred thousand. Like it was an open auction, and he just buys it and says it's worth six hundred thousand dollars. Again, not criminal fraud, market manipulation. Yeah, probably. But like, this is just what happens in these markets. But is it, is it market manipulation? Are you supposed to buy something like, that's the other thing The the market, people are just buying the games, right? Which is establishing the prices. Like if everyone just took a stance, you know, and said, I am not paying these prices and I never will. And just stop putting their money there. It would stop. Right. 100% would, Johnny. Johnny, there are so many flippers flipping to flippers in this market, and yet prices are still going up because there are legitimate collectors getting FOMO, and they're just like, fuck, I gotta buy it. So, like, it's working, and it's kind of people's, it's still people's own fault that prices are increasing. Yeah, I just, well, I mean, this is kind of why I've backed down from a lot of things, and, like, we've even said here, like, I mean, you're a bad example because you're FOMO master general. Absolutely. Um, Give me every video but, game, uh, Johnny. You know, we, we talk about like, Hey, uh, you know, don't, don't overbid in auctions because it just feeds the price. And the next one, you know, my tactic is like a lot of times just to back out. I mean, we've had to adjust those strategies, uh, now because the market is crazy. Now, if you want something and you think it's a deal, you should probably get it. But also I, I just back to what I was saying. I don't know what someone's supposed to do. Are they supposed to come out and say it is worth the price I paid for it or Especially if you are buying as an investor, and we know that Eric Nyerman is definitely uh, an investor, right? And a lot of these guys are investor. Are they supposed to come out and be like, "Oh, I just paid market price. This is what it's worth"? <laughs> no, they they obviously think it's an investment that will go up, and that like they're like they buy. It's a classic strategy, right? Buy low, sell high. Like this, I don't. Are they supposed to come out and say it's worth less than they bought? Like. And I mean, he's even, he's quoted in the Carl Jobst video of being like, I think this is like sports cards and I'm going to get in before everyone else and buy out everything and be a billionaire in, in five or 10 years or whatever he said. And he, that was like 
showing like revealed what people are doing in the video games market. And you go on Facebook, that's like what he's doing all the time. It's just what he says. He's just like, sell me all the black box games. You guys think it's a scam? You think it's going to crash? Sell me more of them because that's what he's doing. He's trying to but get all the like black box games. half the people games. in the water groups. <laughs> That's a, they're like, yeah, sell me stuff. There's a whole group. That's a, that's a whole group think mentality over there. And that's the other thing. The market is like this, a, a very small group of individuals that is like driving this mindset. Um, are, so are like poor people, collectors like me being, you know, affected. Yeah, definitely. This, this is not my preference. Johnny, so you say like there's a, obviously there's a very small group of people uh, on like the super high end. Like, God, I want to know if like every single one of the high end, like super high end sales is just like one or two guys. And like, this is all just like love, nothing. It's it's all just yeah. like it's trying just a to, big nothing to trick like a couple people into buying all their stupid shit. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think like, like some people call the video a nothing burger because a lot of it was known to the people really paying attention. But, I, mean, I mean, like when most there's of your research is Google, there. there's, there's concerns. Like this, it's like this was all Google stuff. We brought up some of this. This we that's the other thing. It's like oh yeah, you know we don't have deep the investigative reporting. It's like well anyone can read an SEC filing. Um, you know just there there's ways to get all this information uh, and it's called Google. It's like not the hardest, deepest things to find. Well, we've done similar like, uh, quote unquote reporting. When we looked into, it was rally. I think we went through the sec filings and it's just like yeah. a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, anyone is capable of that though. That's what, but people are saying like, Oh, they're hiding stuff. And it's like, well, most of the stuff was public. Yeah. You know, in, in some fashion or not that, that, that doesn't excuse it. Right. That's like, okay. Uh, the Carolina collection thing, like that's the other thing. Like didn't get sold through heritage. It got, sold through comic link right it's been sold all over the place so i'm well some of them came back but uh you know i think it was reported initially that like he sold through heritage but i think heritage told them uh told uh go collect initially no you cannot sell that here that's going to be a really bad take for us so it was forced elsewhere uh and then as since trickled back in through people who bought through there and then have come back to heritage uh which is not heritage's fault um but who knows jeff could still be releasing stuff i don't know i'm not gonna sit here and speculate the other thing there that seems i'm just gonna say that seems incredibly wrong to me johnny because that that mega man that sold for like almost 100 grand uh that was in 2019 and that was carolina collection so yeah but did was where was it sold like was that sold privately first or do we know it was jeff who sold it like that's I don't That's know, Johnny. Like, we, can they never? Heritage knows all this shit. They know how many buyers yeah, and yeah. sellers there are. They know everything. God yeah. damn it! I want to be Heritage. They know yeah, how well, fake or real look, this market I is. Would, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know too. But I also don't feel like I'm entitled to that information because there, there's nothing that says I should be entitled to that information. That's not. I mean, obviously, corporates but don't. Like, buyers and sellers no, stay people, anonymous all the time for these. Sales. Yeah, but people say like oh we need to know like you need to tell us it's like well it would be nice if we did know um but i like i don't think anyone's legally compelled to do so um you know there's just there's a lot of things that were like pretty pretty out there uh loose in that video and that like it's a shame because if you're gonna go through the effort of a 52 minute video he's like well no one's got time to get everything right it's like well you know you, if you're doing a 15 minute, two minute video, you, you have time to do a little better. Um, especially when like, 
people conflate like the quality of like production quality with the quality of facts. Um, and that's not correct, but you know, if you've got just a shitty video and the, that guy, Seth, his article, right? Like that thing was a nightmare. I don't know if (laughs) he could have all of the right facts, but, uh, I said on our discord that it was written like a child in the middle of a, by like, it seems like it was written by a child in the middle of a fever dream. Cause that's how it reads. It's, it's insanity. So he could have a bunch of great facts. I wouldn't know because it was so all over the place, even though I read the whole thing. Um, you read that I whole, I like, much. God, it's so long. Um, so if well, you don't know what so we're talking long. about, we're talking about proof. I, I guess it's called proof. It's, uh, it's Seth Abramson who thinks he is the Bob Woodward of video games. Like I have no, I don't know how else to, to put it. He's a political reporter, but for some reason has gone off on, he's made like DIY water grading reports of like what public sales there have been. And so they're not, they're not population reports, but they're like numbers of unique copies that he's seen for sale on public marketplaces, which is a useful metric, but it's nowhere near as useful as, as a population report would be, I guess. But he just has the worst takes on uh it, what's the, the so the article name is breaking news national video game scandal deepens as purchaser of historic super mario bros game is revealed to have represented himself as a co-founder of a company that graded it and set its value what a mouthful um so what what that headline is purporting is that Rich Lecce, one of the guys who bought Super Mario Brothers and one of the genuine, probably biggest video game collectors in the world, is that he's a co-founder of WADA, which I don't think is something that is known or alleged outside this article, except it just has one sentence somewhere in this word vomit that says, like, we have received a digital document that proves this. And then everything else in this article is fucking nonsense so one the one breaking news thing he alleges he has no proof and he's not like there's no source there's no there's no receipts and then the rest of it is jesus so one of the narratives he goes down in this fucking article is that the uh the sticker sealed mario it was originally graded a vga 85 plus and he says it needlessly got regraded to wada uh, first of all, it's like completely up to you if you want to regrade it in a different holder because you either like the security more or you like that it mentions what variant it is. It's up to or you. That it's not Heritage a conspiracy. Auction doesn't sell VGA graded games. Uh, I forget. This might have been before they were selling games at all. I mean, and this wasn't even selling on Heritage. But yeah, like yeah, a perfectly valid reason to reholder a game yeah. with a different company. So his claim was that an eighty-five to a nine point four A was like a devastating downgrade. Because of Joan Bone's article on WADA.com that says, it basically says an 85 plus usually translates to like a 9.6 A plus or something. So a 9.4 A plus plus was a devastating downgrade for, first of all, (laughs) ah, Johnny, first of all, like it could be, it's a range of grades. That's the whole thing with VGA. They have one grade, WADA has two grades. Human error, you know. human bias we're not machines people get it wrong it's a one of a kind item who fucking cares about the grade it's really nice and it's one of a kind so devastating financial loss so he says oh fuck why are we getting into this fucking article he says the highest grade the highest selling game of all time the highest selling sealed game was thirty thousand dollars i don't even know if that's true I know what Mario he's talking about, and I don't know if that was, like, the highest sale ever. 
And then this one went for $100,000, which was basically a scam for WADA to repay Dan Maresca for the value that he lost by downgrading his grade to a 9.4 A++ from a VGA 85+. This is like actually shit in the article. So that, that's alleging, that's assuming that the $30,000 game and the $100,000 game are the same game. They are not. One is one of a kind. It's assuming that prices cannot go sharply upward, which I don't know if you've been alive for the past two years. They can. And it assumes that the $100,000 offer that Dan accepted for the Mario was the highest offer. And it was $70,000 more than it should have been. Except the offer he accepted was not the highest offer. There was a $105,000 offer that was rejected. For whatever Dan's personal reasons are, I'm not going to speculate and say, well, because he thought it was better for the hobby. Dan did not accept the highest offer on that $100,000 Mario, which this whole narrative he's constructed about Wada needing to pay him back for financial losses is completely blown out. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so uh, the this is like one of the larger problems. Uh, Carl and, and this guy are not deep, uh, you know, deep into game collecting. So they are people who are having extreme takes who don't have the nuance to have the conversation. Um, Carl obviously took a kind of a broader stance and uh, was, a, was better focused, but that guy, Seth, his Seth, that was uh, Seth is just throwing shit at the wall. Also to see what happens. Like, that, like uh, if you, if you guys don't know uh, what the uh, journalism pyramid is, uh, you know, it's basically, it's inverted to how you would think like in your first, like, because you think that back in the day when newspapers were a thing, uh, you had columns and then like continuations on pages. So what you needed to do was post the most relevant information in the first paragraph. It's not like writing an essay. You need to, to get your point out. Like if you're going to make an allegation, you better like put your first proof right there. It's gotta be item number one. You can't start meandering. Like, because readership, like, you know, how much someone reads an article declines the longer the article is. So if you don't pack the most relevant, most important information in the front, no one will see it. It's like a YouTube video. Like, that that's why YouTube tracks, like, length watched in videos rather than views. Because they want to see if people, how long you got people to pay attention. Because really, uh, that first... 30 seconds, you know, to a minute is where most YouTube videos end. And that's why they figured out also like the nine minute mark is like about what people tolerate, you know, for one video. So after that, they advise you to break it up into parts because uh, that better feeds the algorithm. So it's crazy to me that journalism has gotten to the point where all these meandering points, you can just, well, like make a 52 minute video and not hit your major point, like calling in a scam, telling me initially why it's a scam right up and then giving me a deeper summary, like deeper facts after a summary. Uh, this guy, Seth, I don't know what he was. That was like, it, it was, yeah. Word, Seth is on like drugs. An, like, I don't, yeah, I was going to no say like, it's a Seth. word acid trip. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, the thing, like, if, like, his actual point of the article, which he provides no proof or anything for, that Rich Lecce founded WADA and he's going around trying to sell, like, the most hyped game for a million dollars, like, that would be interesting. That's an interesting thing to know. I don't think we know if he provided anything, but instead he went into, like, you know, 100 pages of everything that he thinks is wrong with WADA and had nothing to do with the, the Rich Lecce stuff. Uh, I think uh, Carl Jobs, I've watched every single one of his videos, um... 
basically everyone I talked to had no idea who he was before this. Some people did, but uh, I think he generally does good work. I think he's definitely going to follow this up with some stuff. I'm interested to see where he takes it. I think he really should, like, as if he's listening to this, he really needs to focus on what he wants his point to be. Because he could make a good video on the market manipulation happening in the market. He could make a good video on whether what the actors in this market is doing is ethical. And he could make a video on actual criminal fraud. But conflating them all into like this one thing of like everything that kind of I don't like happening in this market. And like it, it, it causes people to say, I knew it. Everything was colluded. Everything is fake. Because they don't well, want to understand the nuance between those points. Also, I mean, saying whether it's ethical is a value judgment, right? Like, exactly. I mean, it is, but I mean, there's also like ethicists out there who, who it's like their I, I job mean, to yes, determine you could that, say, right? you could say, in, but you have like, are we talking about personal ethics or are we talking about business ethics? They're separate things. Uh, they exist on a different axis. Um, I don't understand any of it. I don't know anything about ethics, so I'm not well, forced like, to comment on it. I would say, is it ethical to publish an article that you didn't double check all of your facts on and possibly <laughs> defame people without saying the things like alleged. Um, so the funniest once? shit, this, this, this Seth, what is this? Seth, whatever, Seth Averson, something like that. Uh, so the very beginning of the art, so the entire article, uh, it talks about uh, the hundred thousand dollar Mario a lot, obviously. And so it always puts, uh, it always refers to Dan Maresca as Bronte in quotes. And there's like a paragraph of like, <laughs> there's this mysterious character Bronte and we've looked into the CGC forums and there's a Bronte there who said his name in one post was Dan. So we believe Bronte may be a Dan. And like, meanwhile, you go back to like the beginning of Nintendo Age and Dan Maresca is writing articles for the Nintendo Age Easy. And he's one of the most important contributors to the site. Fucking everyone in the high end market knows who Dan Maresca is. And he's I mean, writing everyone this on article. Nintendo Age knew who he was. Yeah. So he updated it and he's like, it has been discovered that the identity of Bronte has been revealed. And he links to like Nintendo Age Easy in issue two, which is a 14 year old thing. It's like, it's been revealed, dude. You're the only guy who didn't know. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? This just in from 14 years ago. Like. <laughs> Thank you for that timely no, revelation. I, like, I'm making fun of it. Like, uh, he might have valid criticisms in there. He probably does, because it's so long, there must be valid criticisms of actors in this market. But when, the same thing, same problem with Carl's video, when you have points in the video that are so easy to refute or easy to argue with, the people that do have valid criticisms against that are just going to focus on the stuff that is super dead easy to refute. So that's why you have to be concise, I think, and focus on your one point. Yeah, I I agree. So, um, Johnny, God fucking, the, I'm gonna have to edit this tomorrow. I didn't even want to talk about this this long. I didn't want to talk about it. Minutes. I specifically said I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I like this is gonna be irrelevant in a week because there's gonna be some new yeah. exciting video that people are talking about. So I'm gonna have to edit this tomorrow and push back our other episode that I edited you, tonight. Dude, this is your fault. I, I know, told you I just I wanted to talk about pop reports. Uh, I, I did not want to get into this because one, I don't feel like anything. Like, look, you guys have all made up your mind. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. I'm just pointing out things that I think are problematic. You think I probably have a stance here. Uh, and let me tell you, I do. Uh, I think the video was a little bit sloppy, sloppier than it needed to be, especially for 52 minutes. I don't respect anybody who says that I didn't have time to do, to do the proper research when you had all the time. Cause there was no deadline for this video to come out. 
Especially because like nothing is breaking about this video. It's all just research into the origins of the company. Right. So I also don't like things that are potentially damaging to people. I don't like to try people in the court of public opinion. I do not like it. I don't like it for anybody. This is not just because I'm, I just think it's a bad practice and we shouldn't do it. Um, Excuse, excuse me, but that might be my, my ethics kicking in that I don't think that that's how we do things. But whatever. Um, so I don't like that. And no, I don't I, like people who come up and dude, say, yeah, what? No, I, I just totally agree with like the whole court of public opinion thing is because regardless of what points were made in the video, there's definitely a mob of people who oversimplified those points and are turning Dennis into a villain. I've seen Dennis Khan memes, which is the craziest fucking shit that there are memes about him being like an evil video game overlord. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, especially uh, if you've ever met Dennis, uh, he's the he's uh, not a villainous person by nature. And what, um, what is he like? Sixteen years old? Like, guys, we can't be be trying this kid in the court of public opinion. Uh, uh, that uh, is a joke. I, I'm so sorry. But I mean, also like, yeah, like Dennis has been in this hobby forever. Like since he was a little kid, he loves this shit. Like he has a true passion for it. So that, it's a little bit sad there, but I, I want to keep my personal feelings about Dennis kind of aside. I don't like the way that happened. Like also he says like, who's got time for that? You do. You have the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, you fucking have the time. He said it right in the forums. It's like, I don't have time to check every little faction. My, I think my audience understands. Well, if you like. You didn't make this for your audience because they don't, it doesn't affect them. If you're a speed running channel, who gives a shit? <sighs> I guess for, for full disclosure, uh, I, I would call myself an acquaintance of Dennis. Uh, yeah. I think he's mad at me now though, for, cause Carl used me in a, a point to refute Wada's response. Wada's response was basically, you should have reached out to us. And like, I kind of did. I texted Dennis and tried to get him to email Carl. And he kind of didn't. Um, I mean, yeah, but also... So I hope, Dennis, please don't be right mad now. at me. I was just yeah. trying to make the video as accurate as possible. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't like the one-side takes. Like, could you have waited longer or said, like, give given it a little more time? Or does it make your... Or does it strengthen your narrative to give them only a small amount you of see, time and say they didn't respond? Like, I, I don't think Carl is that kind of YouTuber. Just personally, based on my experience with his videos, I think... I think it's it's his fault. Like I think, like go collect Jeff. Like he seems like totally willing to engage on any piece. Oh, he did, and like dragging Dane out of the out of the shed. And you know, I've we've got problems with the way Nintendo uh, Age went down. We publicly state that we hate it. So, like, I bet Jim Halperin wouldn't talk to you if you're gonna go bring up like some forty year old coin shit he did. But uh, there are people that he could have talked to to get more, and I think he's going to in the future. But he should have before, you know, sick and the wolves on everyone uh, that is mentioned in this video. So I like I said, it, it the problem with it, too, is because I think there are some good points and there are things for people it, to be aware of. Yeah. Right. So if that is true, don't do the other thing because that ruins it. You all you've done is created divisive media. And it's like definitely been the recipe in politics for the last I don't know, decade and why I hate politics so much and why I don't ever want to talk about it on the show. It's because you just put this group against this group and then you make, you throw in a sprinkling of value judgments that one group will, won't agree with and another group will and it'll create, uh, it'll, they'll dig their heels in over it and they'll never see eye to eye and they'll never be a good conversation and it'll just, you know, nothing will get done. It will just be my side or your side. And I, I hate that. I hate that a lot. Uh, 
as someone who has a podcast, I like to have a conversation I like to talk about. So if you think like, oh, Johnny hated this video because it's friends with Dennis. No, that's not like the prime objective. Hear me again. I think there were definitely problems. There are definitely things that could have been done and should have been done better. And there's definitely like you can see like maybe some of these things are problematic and it would be nice if they were addressed, right? Like if they like if they weren't really problems, someone should come out and say that and offer some proof. Because right now, uh, you know, you have a lot of people who are upset, um, and whether it matters or not. And like a lot of the people who are upset don't buy sealed games. That's the funniest shit. Yeah. Like literally everyone, like like people have just like the worst takes on, on YouTube. Like everyone's like, ah, I knew it. Everyone's going to jail. But like they have nothing, no stakes in this market. Like I don't either. I, I would say I'm closer to having stakes because I, I. Got my got my great twenty Zelda. graded games, Johnny. But um, well, your Zelda and your Mario. I'm just saying, you know, got one of the but most. But I mean, I'm not selling them. Ever. So. No, well, not yet. Not, not yet. But when they hit a hundred grand, Johnny. Oh, oh. Right. Uh, but like the people are are mad because the stuff they are buying has gone up in price. Which shocker, every collectible over coronavirus times has That's gone up in price. The other thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> The whole market is crazy. And it's not just games. It's everything. For, dude, the stuff look, that, look at Pokemon cards. Are people calling out Logan Paul for manipulating the market? Johnny, there is there's market manipulation, yes, which is going to happen. There are fake sales. I, I was recently affected by one. I'll talk about it later on the show. There's regular people FOMO. And maybe, maybe there are actual true believers that are, are buying stuff as like actual investments and not to just pump and dump. Maybe the guy who bought a hundred forty-four thousand dollar Tomb Raider is not part of some some grand investing cabal or anything. He just thinks that one day Tomb Raider is going to be worth two hundred grand. And there could be people like that. And and the sum of all these factors is pushing up prices and everything on carts, on complete box, and definitely on the the high high end. Uh, but uh, I was going to say like I like none of the actions of Dennis Khan have affected your price of a rule of rose. But you know what the founding of Wada Games has probably in some way pushed up the price of rule of rose. But Absolutely. Well, <laughs> market like again when more people perceive value in games and yes the the floor is going to start rising, right? Uh but as far as people manipulating the market, I I've spoken many times on this from back like when I first started collecting, we're talking like 2004, getting like the 2006, right? Where I 100% caught people on Nintendo Age, big names, fucking up the market at the very top to raise the top. Because if you raise the top, the floor will rise, right? Uh, at least a little. The middle will come, the floor will come a little as people just perceive. I don't know. It's, it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. And it's not new to this hobby. It's not new to any other hobby. But it's also not a regulated market, so I hate it, and it's scummy, but it's not illegal, uh, which is a shame. And also, again, just back is to auction it a shame? houses. I don't know if it should be a shame. I need to be, like, an, an economist, ethicist, Johnny. I mean, I, I just think, in the end, it erodes confidence, and then if things do bottom out, like, uh, the eventual erosion of confidence leads uh, to to uh bottoms falling out of things because if no one believes it then you know it's like right now people believe the hype therefore the market goes up if you make everyone think it's all fake then the market will go down so i think it's you it can be problematic right um even though if it's having an immediate good effect 
but you know the other thing i just we talked about it on the auction episode like auction houses are not your friend like Back in the day when eBay was created, they touted themselves as like a fair auction house. Just to let you know, auction houses have never been, they are not a, an impartial source. They're not. Like, please, please get that out of your brain that somehow auction houses are just like, oh, they're just this, uh, just this group that doesn't care about sales. They're not supposed no. to be. They're on the side of the seller because the more the item sells for, the more fees uh, they get. Yes, they, they are a business. <laughs> they are trying to make money. Just uh, that's why auctioneers talk in their weird auctioneer babble, and you probably get paid more for being a good auctioneer because that increases the price. I have paid more because I got confused in an arcade auction. Yes, I it's I'm with you. It's that I have no idea. Are they saying the current price? Are they saying the next bid? I I, I'm just gonna raise my hand. I really want that time crisis. (laughs) It just so I that's like the last thing, like. Don't trust auction houses. They're not there to be your friends. They're there to make money. They're there for one thing. They're not like, oh, it's a shame that these people don't have a place to buy games. We could help out. No, that's not what it is. They're like, oh, that seems like an opportunity to make money. Let's do it. All right. All right. uh, Everyone adjust your monocles and shake hands. All right. Um, I'm sure there's uh there's plenty of people that will think that this was a bad take on the video, which is fine. Sure. I can say that basically every other take I've seen has been worse. So uh obviously I would I say just, that about our own opinions, but uh oh my god, are there bad takes on this video? Yeah, I, like uh, the truth is somewhere in the middle of all the takes, and that's yes. unfortunate. Like that's that's what I hate about this. And like and people th- are just gonna is, hear me. There are and, points, like, pe- but yeah, that's like I know a bunch of our Patreons were like super into like yeah f this like and I know they're just gonna hear me and I'm like fuck Johnny and that's fine but guys just know that I'm I'm somewhere in the middle okay I'm somewhere in the middle here um there's good and bad I just didn't like exactly the way it was formatted because I don't I don't like events that create this kind of feeling uh because I love the hobby and I don't want to see it torn apart and I, it's like I don't love a bunch of big investors in here shitting all over it either but whatever we're here we are. Um, it's, I mean, you love the hobby. You don't want to see it torn apart. It's really the same as it's always been. It's complete in box and cart people against the sealed guys. And I like, God, in 2019 prices, like almost made sense to me where I'm like, wow, the sealed prices really aren't that much more than complete in box. And then like by the end of the year, it was like a hundred times, like like 400 times, like ridiculous prices again. I'm like, wow, sealed prices still don't make any fucking sense to me. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, but what this episode was supposed to be, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit here. We don't have to have a bunch of takes. Oh, we're getting uh, to the, because, uh, oh, the episode. Yeah, the episode now. Oh, I'm um, so happy to talk about our main topic, Johnny. What is it? Thank thank God that, I'm glad this tangent was only 60 Let's get minutes. off this, this water bullshit, Johnny, and yeah. get to the episode. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's be done with that, except for one of the big conclusions that came out of it is that people want pop reports. They think that pop, re- that's like- a stance I've seen from a lot of people who aren't like really invested in this, have no graded games, don't know exactly how pop reports work or anything, but they think that's because that was what they were told solves the problem, solves the problem. Um, and I don't know if that is true. Um, I've got some takes on pop reports and why I think like maybe it's a little weird. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have them. Let it, let it be said. It would be nice to have pop reports right now. I'm going to say that, but also um, let's, let's talk about why maybe we don't like why why wada wouldn't especially now that vga is releasing them also like please understand you guys are all like pretty you know pretty uh you know pitchforks and torches 
about no pop reports from WADA, but like no one said VGA one single time during any of that. They've never had a pop report and people were fine they, just they doing their thing. Reports. There. I think VGA did not have a pop report to 2016. Games. They took down their pop reports. I don't oh, did know they? why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, and now they're putting them back up. Okay. Big shrug for me. I have no idea what goes on at VGA. What? Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone knows. And and that's I honestly what people say part of the appeal is that we don't know. They just seem like some impartial party and that's what they want. And, and cool. But anyways, let's talk about what is valuable on pop reports if they're if they're going to help and how they're help or why why there might be problems. Can we do that? Sure, John. Where, where do you want to start? Because, man, well, people tell complain me. about a lot of different aspects here. Yeah, well, here, tell me, first off, do you think pop reports would be helpful? And Johnny, so we, we, we have a problem with uh, getting into concepts without explaining them. Johnny, what is a pop report? A pop, uh, okay, a population report. A population report, um, an entity, uh, say like CGC or WADA, will that tell you the number of times a game has been graded. So your Super Mario 3, that's there's like a thousand of them graded or whatever. And then it will, in most pop reports, they delineate even further and tell you the amount of uh, at each grade. So you'll get a total like, oh, there's a total of 750 graded. And there are, um, you know, 200 are 8.5s and 500 are, you know, nine 9.6s because that just seems like the most common grade because people took care of their Mario 3 and it was very popular. And then there's this subfraction of 9.8s. There's like 40 and there's 110. And then there's a couple really bad copies. It just, just gives you the number at each grade uh, that makes the total. And there's so a more important factor. It would tell you at each variant as well. So you can see what the yeah. rarest variants are. Although big asterisk on that. Right. And also, um, you know, Games are not comics, um, so the level of variance, like comics usually just get like a few different covers, so it's like a lot easier to cover. Video games, the minutiae we get into on what we consider variance is uh, pretty extreme, so um, that that's going to be a challenge for Pop Approach. But now that we've described what they are, tell me your take on them. Good, bad, indifferent. So people are mad because they say they don't have confidence when buying games, uh, you know, how rare something is. I mean, it's... It is a tool for investors. I don't know how useful it is as a collector, uh, specifically not as specifically uh, as a longtime collector and not a sealed collector, because this would help you if you if you don't have enough experience to know what's rare yet. It's a cheat sheet for what is rare, except back to that big asterisk. One, Wada must have great. Wada has not graded enough games to. Uh, I mean, this is their excuse. Oh. I'm not saying it's accurate, but to provide a a real accurate idea of what's rare and what's not. But also, in terms of like the sealed stuff, you're going to see the better stuff graded more. And also, in terms of sealed stuff, sealed games are more popular, are more common for later releases, just because that's what's left over more. Uh, so it's. If you're trying to take the population report data and apply it to something useful for yourself, like complete and box collecting, if you want to like look at the the Zelda variants to get an idea of how rare a first print Zelda is compared to you know oval seal Zeldas, it's going to tell you nothing because I think there's there's like two or three first prints that have been graded, and there's probably a shitload of oval seals that have been graded, but first prints are not like the rarest thing ever. They've been scooped up a lot, but. Uh, they will seem rarer than they are. Uh, I think that's a, a problem. Um, well, yeah. So, 
statistical significance is not going to be had, um, is what you're saying on most, on most games, especially uh, when you, uh, especially when you take variation into account. Uh, sure. Yes. So I, I mean, I also think, so I think pop reports are really good for sellers and not so good for buyers. Everyone, I, I think that people have this like magical idea. Well, if I, if I know the pop report of a game, then they like, they can't like overprice it because I'll know there's a bunch of them, but you know, Hulk 181 tells me that that's not true. And if you don't know what Hulk 181 is, it's like one of the most popular co- comic books of all time. And it's very expensive for a comic book, right? Or I mean, yeah, it's maybe like the not th- top three most graded book and uh, like easily average copies are over $10,000 and like the highest high end copies are into the, the 20 ish grands. Right. Because not even the highest highs, like 9.4s, I think are 20 grand now. So, so this is basically, this is a uh, comic super Mario three. And it's like, are you, did you need a population report to tell you that Super Mario 3 is a popular game and popular games are probably going to be graded more often? I don't like that's where that's it kind of exactly it. So when the pop report comes out, people think like there's going to be like this great thing. Oh, my God, there's so many Mario 3s and there will. It's probably th- by far the game they've graded the most. But people are just going to see that and be like, oh, yeah, because Mario 3 is popular. That's great. Great. So many Mario 3s. Like, what? it's not going to affect the price. People aren't going to be like, wow, there's so many Mario 3s. I should dump all my sealed Mario 3s right now. When this company that- and this market is so small, like, how many do you think is going to be so many over the course of two years? Right. Like, this, um, uh, how long has, like, the, the WADA Games Facebook group even had more than a thousand people in it? Like, a year, maybe? Yeah. So here, here's some other stuff. Um, right now, like you're going to know that there's going to be more Mario's, more Zelda's, you know, Final Fantasy's, any popular series, even Tomb Raider. Like, obviously, these ones are going to be there. So you're not going to find a, a lot of like, I don't know, Zool for the Super Nintendo. So uh, you might if you find a, zero Zool. Well, actually, I think yeah. that's kind of common sealed, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of it is kind of not Zool. Sealed. I'm thinking of Zoop, but uh, uh, yeah, sure. maybe that's. But anyways, uh, the point is, there's going to be a game, uh, you know, call it Wizard of Oz or The Adventures of Mighty Max. Anyways, just pick some fucking game that no one cares about on the Super Nintendo uh, or any system for that matter and go, oh, man, they really haven't graded any of these. So what people are going to start doing is seeing this pop report and be like, ah, here's a hole. And then they're like, if you haven't looked into comics, how people market their comics that like aren't that people don't care about uh they're just like the uh, you know only one at this grade or the only one graded so people are going to start trading on that it's going to start you know video games used to be about kind of collecting known but also rare games like uh these are the known games you just go buy them you'll get your marios and zeldas because there's plenty but like go collect some of these rare stuff like or kind of rare like imagine little samson um they're there there if you want to get them but they're also like pretty expensive like that's just going to start happening with pop reports people are going to start to see holes and be like oh yeah you've never done this so as a seller you're going to be able to strategically target areas in the pop report and be and try to make money off of those gaps so i think it's a better opportunity for sellers than it is for buyers like is it nice to have that information you know i love information please give me all the data i can get please please i love data 
give it all to me. So don't don't hear this as like Johnny doesn't want pop reports. I just think that people are going to look at this and be like, uh, or if Water releases their pop report now, like yeah, you think Water grades a lot of games, but there really hasn't been that many games graded yet. So and like there's not going to be a large variety of games graded. So this is going to be uh like this is kind of tricky uh word-wise for me to get right. So imagine that out of all the instances of grading that like 10% of of the amount of games there are. So like Zelda, Mario, Final Fantasy, Tomb Raider, any other popular title, Sonic, they are going to make up most of the instances of grading. Not of graded games, but the instances of grading. So they're going to create this giant spike and then everything else is not going to have many, very many data points. So 80% of the grades are or 90% of the grades are going to be from just a very few amount of games. And the rest is going to be this long trailing tale of no information or very little information. And that's going to, it's just, you're just going to look at it and go, okay. And that's why I, say, I think it's a place for sellers to exploit. I'm not saying that they necessarily need to wait, but that's a concept that people need to understand. Um, just so you don't like if they publish a pop report, so you don't like get into this weird thing. Also, People already fetishize over the numbers uh, of this, and it, like that drives me crazy because people stop caring about the games and they start caring about the number. They're like, "Oh yeah, the game's like kind of important, but uh, really, I want a nine point eight. I'm like, oh, okay, like, and then they start like you will see more of that kind of behavior as people start to obsess like where they see a hole. Um, and also with games like where people are like, well, we need a pop report so we can see how many got that grade because they already want to obsess about the number. Like, if you can just imagine for a second that anything that's got a 10 is already pretty rare, doesn't matter what the title is, and 9.8s are harder to get. So there's probably going to be less of those. You know, you might, it might be <laughs> wow, more Wow, what a concept. I know. Uh, like, you, you might see like the most common grade is like an 8.5 or something or an 8.6, however, on the water scale. Um you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's the most common. It's like, yeah, well, because these games are old and like they're subject to, to this. Some game, like you will start to see, the one thing that'll be nice is you will start to see on like, let's say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Super Nintendo, just favorite system. And I'm staring at the wall. Um, you're going to be like, oh man, there's a bunch of these that get like sevens. And that's just because of the card or something uh, of CIBs that are graded, obviously uh, not sealed, but you're going to be like, oh man, it commonly comes back as a seven, but you're going to know, oh, it's like most of these are Mexico copies in the, and that's, that Johnny, like oh, really there's affects not going to be any data on graded CIBs. I know people do do it, but it's like $170. There's no one's grading this garbage. I know. And not yet. Not yet. I want um, you to get into that point uh, too, but that's what I'm saying that you, there will be one day, right? And that will be nice. I don't want to just sit here and say, all oh, the pop data is bad. There will be things we'll be able to tease out of the data that will be amazing. But I'm I'm worried like that all the people saying like, this is the thing they need to do to fix everything right now. I don't know how much it fixes. Like, I, I think, I think all the people who like, I that complain about it the most are the people like in the WADA forums who want more graded games because they're selling and they make money off it. Like they are thirsty for this. Because they know they get to exploit the pop reports to make more money. And I don't I mean, think yeah, the so other half of collectors best, have like really grasped that. The best part is whenever we get the pop report, it's going there's like gonna be a nine month lag in like they're gonna get so many submissions and there's gonna be like a nine month lag in between getting your shit back. So whoever has the already graded games, 
there are probably some fucking like Xbox One games. I don't even know if they grade Xbox One. There's probably Xbox 360 games, like something obscure. I don't know. Aikai Katana. What that shooter? Like, I don't know. Do people grade that kind of stuff? If someone has the one copy they've graded, it will be like half a year before other people start getting copies back. So they can put it on eBay for like $1,500 and be like, pop one. I've got the only sealed copy of Aikai Katana. That's what I'm saying. And like, that's what you're going to see in these pop reports. I do think so. There is some like the, well, obviously it's 9.8 A++. It should be worth a lot of money. It's very rare. Uh, the rel- People want them for the relative rarity, at least for the, the common games that come up all the time. So... A great example would be Atari stuff. So Spider-Man, there's probably like 9.8 A++ is probably the grade I see the most on that game. It is very easy to pull a case fresh 9.8 A++. Maybe not easy, but it's very possible to do that compared to like E.T. Again, a game there are tons of case packs that have been pulled and graded, but you see more of them in like the mid nine. So maybe when it comes to the 9.8 A++, uh, well, it's going to be an NS. So when it comes to the 9.8 uh, ET, uh, people want to pay a ratio based on how many 9.6s, 9.4s, 9.2s there are. And I mean, uh, yeah, it makes sense. I'm not arguing against, like, we shouldn't release the pop reports, um, but that is going to be a useful thing for that market. Yeah. The other thing, like, since you brought up Spider-Man, people often bring this up as the case for why pop reports are needed, because that one Spider-Man sold for 9,000, and then all of them or was it more than that? Was it like, I thought it was like 9,800 9, or something. Or was it more than that? 9,600? Let's go. I I yeah. Know. Anyways, sold for something of the $9,000 range. And then all the other prices tanked. And they're like, we need pop reports. I'm like, but if you had a pop report, wouldn't it tell you that? Like, because that would be the first graded Spider-Man. So someone would go crazy to buy in the first graded one. And then all the subsequent ones that came out would sell for less. That That tracks to me. Am I missing something? Wouldn't a pop report do the, the wouldn't I, I come mean, to the same reasoning? I guess if there's people who like really aren't paying attention, but even like the total novices in the market, like I see that I saw people buying Spider-Mans and they were like, I know there's a million of them, but I need to get a Spider-Man. Because I mean, besides the fact that right now at this moment, there are going to be dozens or hundreds of copies of this game in the market maybe that won't be the case 20 years from now if if video games really get you know to the level of popularity as other things and spider-man is a it's an important game it's the is it the first superhero game that might be superman it's the first marvel comics and the first spider-man game though Uh, yeah and and it's spider-man the crossover appeal is gigantic yeah get those licenses people are going crazy new there's new spider-man trailers just dropped go check it out if you haven't I just uh, we're going to react like to it right now, ago. live? No, no, we're not. We are not that station um, or channel, whatever. Um, okay, uh, I want you to go into the cost thing, too. Please talk about the cost of grading. The cost of grading. I don't know, it yeah. costs like, what, Comics 80 bucks versus, to grade a sealed? No, about, you. you we said in the pre-show, uh, you were talking about the cost of grading a comic versus grading a game and how that creates a difference in, in the pop reports and everything the volume oh well i mean people in general will grade sealed video games which is a strange kind of weird sample because there's going to be more late prints and and stuff like that so there's going to be it's a a sample of how many sealed copies are in the world which does not correspond to how many copies are in the world as opposed to comics where people send in fucking anything 
Like people send in, you know, low grade Hulk 181s. They just want to get any Hulk 181 graded because uh, in the past it was not very expensive to grade a comic book. I'm pretty sure grading anything is astronomically expensive right like $25 now. $25 still. Really? Like that honestly doesn't even seem that bad. I mean, I've only known grading video games, which has always been like minimum like 30 bucks. So. But yeah, that's that's the other thing, right? Like in a pop report, comics, because they don't come sealed by nature, um, you know, they're just a loose entity. They're a lot more graded and it's a lot cheaper and the turnaround's a lot faster to generate bigger pop reports. Also, the cost of grading a game is is uh, not for the faint of heart. And this is usually why it's only sealed games. It's like, what is the cheapest to grade a game right now? Isn't it $170 compared to $25? What compared to twenty five? Oh no, it's one hundred seventy is like the complete in box price. Maybe they've opened up cheaper tiers, but it would still be over a hundred dollars. And even within like the graded game community, there are people who think grading complete in box is dumb. Like how, quote unquote, the 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 masses think that grading in general is dumb. There are sealed collectors who are like, why would you grade a complete in box? That makes no sense um, for a number of reasons. Like a lot of times, these parts are pieced together. And, you know, we're not like a million percent on variants. So if you're piecing together the nicest components from a bunch of games, if it's not something that we know doesn't belong, you're probably piecing something together that doesn't belong. And then there's like you can piece together a game that is technically incomplete and still grade it because, you know, WADA is basically cart insert box and then everything else is a bonus item. Yeah. Well, and people say that's crazy, but I just want to tell like for people who don't know in comic rating. There, there is grading that happens. Like they'll grade an incomplete comic. Like if it came with a card or something in it, and that card isn't there or like a digital code, they'll still grade it, and that like they'll let you know because the story and the actual comic itself is still intact, and that thing is not relevant to the story. Therefore, they will still give it a grade. Um, so that happens in comics, Johnny. Like are a you, lot of times, what I was gonna say. Are you aware that there is a company that grades individual comic pages? Uh, yeah, CGC will do that. They'll, well, CGC, they'll, and they'll I thought it, there was a specialist company. Maybe it was CGC. Yeah, well, they'll they'll give it the PG um, stamp. Okay, you know, or they'll or they'll just do a cover and give it a CV grade. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, it's like I've looked into all of this stuff. I Weird. like like I did some research, so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> all you right. know what, Johnny? Maybe we decided to to run into this episode at two in the morning. Johnny, why do you think, uh, why is WADA not releasing the reports? They're manipulating the market. Everyone in WADA is buying up all the good games while they have all the data. Well, I, I, I just don't think, one, I don't think they have enough information. And I, oh, I think maybe oh, their they, excuse, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, well, look, that can be true, right? Like, we don't always have to assume that every, like, uh, aside from what every video on the internet will tell you, they may not be dishonest in this, right? They may understand that if they release the pop report, that it will have a negative effect on, on more people grading games because they'll be like, oh man, people are just taking advantage of this. Imagine that WADA doesn't, isn't just the servants of heritage or these collectors and that they are business unto themselves and want to be in the business of staying in business for a longer period of time. Imagine that they want to keep doing that. <laughs> I have so, I have a few reasons that I've thought of, Johnny. Okay. Um, Tell me your reasonings. I, I, I mean, I'm just going to give you a basic answer that, like, that just seems like one reason. What are some more? Variants are a fucking mess at WADA, um, which we may or may not know from a certain API data leak that they had. But 
So they learn information over time and they add it to the variants that they list on the label. So early copies of games might just say like ESRBE and let's just say, let's just suppose it says nothing else. And then they might learn, oh, there's a made in Japan and made in USA variant. And then that might start getting listed on the label. And then they might learn, oh, there's this Dolby Digital logo on the back and some of them don't have that. And then that might get listed on the label. So there's kind of like three pop reports that need to get merged into one or presented in a useful way because all these games have been graded in all these different variants that may be actually the same thing. And as someone who tries to keep track of my own personal video game database, which is, I don't know, 20, 30,000 games, something like that, like they have to put together a, a pop report that makes sense for all those games. And maybe there is some actual a lot of work that needs to go into manipulating the data. I don't even think that's the most important reason. Um, one thing they might be doing is trying to hide the size or scale of their company for some competitive reason because they are so new. I don't know if this would. I, I feel like they have no reason to release this information right now as CGC is getting ramped up to compete with them and VGA is, you know, doing whatever VGA does. Um, it could be something to do with that because, like, literally... WADA is a few guys in a room. I don't think it's this amazing, huge operation where they already have, you know, tens of thousands of everything graded. Uh, so that could be a reason. But Johnny, I've got the number one reason that they absolutely are not going to release a pop report anytime soon. Uh, is it because they don't have to and we're not actually entitled to pop reports? It's just something we would like? Uh, well, see, that, that argument would stop holding water as soon as CGC gets ramped up and starts giving pop reports, or if people actually switch over to VGA. I don't think that's likely, just because water carries all the value, but, uh, yeah. the number one reason, Johnny, when they release the pop report, it's going to be a fucking feeding frenzy, no matter what. People are going to be looking for those pop zeros, pop ones of Ed. People are going to be submitting Xbox 360 game seal. Like, oh my God, Just Dance 2014. None are graded. I can get a pop one right now. And Wada like, I mean, can't keep up with that's their That's what I said. That's status. like, that was my big argument for like why it was problematic to begin with, because it would cause this effect. Yeah. And Wada is behind. Be they, can't, they can't meet their current goals. The best thing for them to do is either release it when... It provides them a competitive advantage in the marketplace to do so. Like, I don't know if VGA releasing pop reports is a threat in that sense. Or when submissions slow down to the point where they can keep up with them again, releasing the pop report will be like setting off an atomic bomb of submissions. So yeah. this is not the time that they're going to do that. I it, like It just makes sense. Like the world is going to be back to normal. We're going to be walking around outside without masks outside of Mississippi by the time we get pop reports. Probably. I mean, that's, that's, uh, like probably the reason that I've, if you're just like an average person who isn't like so invested in the, in the sealed market and you want, you want to take away just like, and you, but you know about WADA, just like, look at what, what kind of madness that would cause Look at what it already is. I, I mean, God, it's I just going to be it, so Johnny. bad. We're going to be, we're going to put out a same day episode whenever that pop report drops and just going through all the interesting shit we can find. It's going to be okay. so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I like right now. Here's here's my final take. Right now, pop reports aren't going to be helpful to Wada. They're not going to be helpful to um, just the average collector. I think they're just going to help sellers sell better, um, and that's not great for any of us, especially because I think those, it would help like, buyers buy better within conditions. I think 
you you and me probably think like 9.2 9.4 whatever but there are some people who are like i need to know the exact ratio so i can bid the correct price between a 9.2 and a 9.4 yeah but i mean some I people think are just 100 numbers in, in these yeah i mean but you can just, like just make a basic assumption that you should pay more for a 9.4 than you should for a 9.2 and more for a 9.6 9.4 spider-man is garbage I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of like base averages you can look at through other hobbies where you can see the difference, the average difference between the price of games where you can start to make the assumption. Also, if it's a popular title, you can start to assume what the population of that game's existence is. Um, like that's the other thing. Nintendo, or it's mostly Nintendo games, but video games, sealed video games specifically, aren't ever going to be at the pops that that uh, comic books are. That's just not oh. going to happen. There's so many Hulk 181s and there's just not that many sealed Super Marios. Johnny, just that not... is... Oh, cannot wait. But like literally five minutes after the pop report drops, people are going to be like, oh my God, there's no video games. Buy all the video games. Everything's going to disappear off eBay. Everything. Yeah. Graded games that are, are five times as much as they should be. There's going to be a mass panic. Because people are going to be like, oh my god, there's 20,000 Hulk 181s and, you know, 150 Super Mario Brothers that have been graded. Or what, I don't know, I have no idea what what amount there would be. But the, the number is going to be so much lower just because there aren't decades of submissions. And yeah. because we're only looking at, you know, well, essentially the top tier condition yeah. thing as opposed to the entire population of things. Yeah. Well, there's not going to be decades of submission and there's just not going to be that many in existence as well. And this is like, people keep saying like, Johnny, why don't you want them just to release a pop report? Oh, it's cause you're some water shell. And I, I always tell people I'm like, I don't. And I've said in other episodes, I don't think you know what you're asking for. Exactly. I like, I am 100% on the side of collectors who are like me. Like, I don't want us to get devastated by this thing, which is what's going to happen. Like it, oh. it's going to be, it's going oh, to so be so bad. bad. It's going to be so bad. It's yeah. going to be so bad, but everyone thinks it's the solution. And I'm over here just being like, I am mean, I on crazy pills? Different it, kind of collector th thinks it's the solution. The kind yeah. that is actually like bidding on already graded games. Well, but no, now that this video came out, right? Tying it back to the video, th that that was the conclusion that they made. Like, oh, well, if we had pop reports, they couldn't manipulate us. And I'm just like, oh my God, is this like, like, is it an inside job? from the people in the water group to get this video out, to get a pop report so they can just like feast on us. Please don't. It's just like the worst. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so damn bad. And I don't want it to happen. Guys, if there are like, I don't even know, common sealed games, if there's like anything you want, get it before the pop report drops. It doesn't Please. matter. It could be like 10 times higher than anyone thinks it is. People are going to interpret it as, oh my God, there are no sealed video games. And I'm not saying like people who are like, you know, constantly participating in the market, paying attention to what's really out there. All those outside people from different hobbies who are just like looking in like, hey, what, what, what's going on in video games? They're going to see the pop report and say, oh my God, there are no video games. Buy all the video games. So get ready. In, in however long it takes for this to happen. I don't think this is happening anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like... I don't have any more opinions on that. Do, are we done talking about? We're the done. Part? All right, let's let's talk a couple of wrap up items. Um, I I think a lot of people think that this is going to like aha like if we keep forcing this narrative that that Wada is evil and horrible, then uh, maybe people will just stop buying video games. Guys, that's not that's not the thing that's going to happen. You might stop the m people who are into sealed games, but you're not like the average collectors. What? That's not you're not crushing them like uh, by 
by re- being really negative right now, that's not what's going to happen. Um, I, I think that's like a crazy stance to take. Like, oh, this will get it back to uh, 2004 numbers. That We're just yeah, not going... Like, like literally... We keep sh- dude, we're never going back to 2012 numbers, let alone yeah. before that. Yeah, we're not going back to 2018 numbers. Yeah, okay? it's, it's just not happening. Like, the price memory is never going to fall that... Like, they're like, oh, but... They, and they in the video, they use the coin bubble thing. Like, like look at this thing. This is not exactly that. So, um, because there were already a bunch of people deeply invested at different levels, and this is only like really the sealed book. I, I don't see it taking like um, a drop that doesn't recover for thirty years. And maybe I'm one hundred percent wrong, and people and you guys are right, and it, you could force that crash, but um, that would require all of the people who are already in this to start suggesting that they've been duped. And uh, bailing out of their investments, like, like people, you know, a ship taking on water. Um, so I was watching the Get the Greg Games stream of the first Heritage auction, whatever the weekly auction, um, after the Carl Jobst video, and people like watching prices to see if like his video had an effect on the market. Like, no one is going to change their behavior based on on anything in a video like that because they're all making money. Uh, they're all benefiting from the market manipulation if they're not participating in it. So I don't think things are going to change. You you can't argue your way to lower prices. If prices do decrease, guys, uh, first of all, I mean, there's going to be a correction at some point, obviously. But like for the whole market to drop out, I think what you need is the next generation of people. And I think this is very possible, does not care about physical media. And they're like investing into virtual avatars and digital collectibles. And they just see like a disc and they're like, what is this? An eight track? Uh, yeah. I think that's the only way that like the complete bottom will fall out of the video game market is if kids don't care about it. Age, aging out, aging out of the hobby. Yeah. If it's, yeah, if it's like the next Western collectibles, I think then maybe we have a chance at all being able to get the games of our dreams because they're all worthless now. They're just Pez dispensers. I mean, and that's part of uh, what I tell people. Like, I, I, I still don't, I don't collect in any any fashion that isn't uh, this. Uh, if you uh, heard me on Dan's podcast, the video game collecting podcast. Oh, that I Dan. say, yeah, that, that, that Dan, so many Dan's. Why are there so many Dan's? <laughs> it's Which it's Dan insane is to keep track. Uh, it's Dan it's, 64, right? But I don't, yeah, damn it, Dan, yeah. I don't know your last name. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dan 64. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Dan, like also like, why does everything need to be called the video game collecting something? And it's all done, like, and there's just dance involved in all of them. Just stop it. I think stop it's a it, conspiracy for marketplace confusion, Gianni. We should make a video so on it. Yeah. Let's uh, expose the scam of dance. Anyways, uh, the point I was trying to make is when you buy a game, uh, if I, when I buy a game, this is my philosophy, that I've lit that money on fire. I don't expect a return on that. I don't expect anything out of it except... Uh, a tiny shelf emblem that I now have. And I know you collect in much the same way because your games are never, ever leaving until you're dead. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's just not an investment for me and it, it makes my heart better. And I feel less stress about the hobby when I know that whatever the price I paid on the game, if I enjoy, if I felt it was worth it at the time, I'm okay. Because sure. I'm not, I'm, it's not an investment piece. It's not, it's not my 401k. It's not a stock. It's just my hobby. Uh, I know people don't like reserved investments. He was really angry in his last Q&A, uh, but a point that 
he did make in his last Q&A is because he's trying to get people to invest wisely, i.e. in like actual investments. He doesn't want his listeners to become old men surrounded by piles of things they think are valuable rather than have lived an actually valuable life. Um, it's a fair point. I am well on my way to becoming an old man surrounded by piles of valuable collectibles, but, uh, it but is something hobby, I took and I'm like, oh, that it. is kind of the trajectory of my life, isn't it? <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing. Like, but if you just bought them because you thought they were an investment, that would be one thing other than you just buying them because you love games and you think, and you like the hobby. That's, yeah. So yeah, that's it the is. big difference. Anyways, I hope that's your, <laughs> the takeaway guys. Um, Anyways, I, I don't know how much we added to this conversation, really. I, I hope our middle take... And we're like is, a week late from like yeah. the real fire on this, Johnny. Not Everyone really, is tuned because, out. Like, no one's listening have, anymore. Like, we have the, Dan or the Dane response in there. You know, we, we have some more stuff that other people haven't been exposed to. Like, we, we, we have a take after some of the takes with new info. So uh, I think it, you know, speaking of Dane's response, well, so there was an original Dane response, which happened, I believe in the video game sage discord. And then he was talking on video game sage. It is crazy that there is hot news in, in like video the, the market and like video game sage is at the center of it. Cause the heritage auction thread on video game sages where all these old Nintendo age people came back to talk about this. And there's a lot of circle jerking and shit in there, but, uh, it's crazy. Like it feels like video game sage now is the new Nintendo age. Like I feel like we did it. It's like really fine. Cool. It took this to do it. it. It's crazy. Everyone was in there. Even I showed up. I'm like, hey, I'm here. I I just wanna I just wanna say that I'm here. Just uh, <laughs> put so I can be like documented in this thread. But that, I mean, I wish that we, we talk about the like one of the talk. Uh, some of the hot talk in there um, was how people thought Nintendo age mods were a little ban happy. I wish Nintendo. I wish video game sage mods would have uh, tried to dis to control that discourse a little, a little harder because I mean, there's a lot of super valuable pretty, information yeah. in there surrounded by like ten thousand dick jokes, um, which That's is basically true. this podcast. Um, and we don't need more <laughs> of that. <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet, I encourage you to sign up to the video game sage. And yes. You will definitely, if you're like a graded collector, who I assume is anyone still listening to this fucking podcast at this point, uh, you will definitely find the exact kind of uh, not in my hobby, gatekeepy, original OG collectors that you are expecting to see. Uh, but there are a few uh, like investor speculator types who uh, have powered through those people and remain uh, active members of video game stage, which I'm surprised because... Uh, when I think of the various communities of, uh, of like where you could hang out to talk about video games, like Nintendo age, I, I was talking to, uh, an old Nintendo age member. I won't reveal him. Um, but he basically said that Nintendo age was the clubhouse where like the, these elitists hang out and kind of gatekeep what they like away from other people. And there are definitely people in Nintendo age who wouldn't say that's the case, but literally watch how people on video games age treat anyone who is, talking about created games and yes we are i'm saying we as video game stagers even though i try not to be this very much gatekeepy of the way the proper way to collect um, yeah i mean that was a terrible terrible ad for video game sage calling us yeah. a bunch of gatekeepers but uh, uh i want to say that i recognize there, it and i don't agree with that behavior yeah well i mean it's it's like me i coming in here saying like you know i, I try to be respectful to people who like 
are trying to be investors and think investing is valuable. But like, you know, I'm more of a, I'm more of an old timey, I like not in my hobby kind of guy uh, when it comes down to it. I try not to, I try not to get that way, but like, that's how I started. I also, I found a lot of the Nintendo age bullshit when I first joined. And this is like 2006 or whatever to be some nonsense, uh, get treated poorly. You get talked down to a little bit, but there was also an F ton of knowledge in there. Um, and video game sage is, I think the overall behavior is better. People are a little nicer and there's still a bunch of good, uh, resources in there. A lot of people with a lot of knowledge. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say uh, don't go to video game sites. You should. You should go you should there and you should check it write out. Write a guide. We've yeah, told you in previous there. episodes to write a guide. Best place is to go to that video game sage guides forum, collecting guides, and write your guide. Yeah, lots of good stuff in there. So please check it out. Not uh, like, and there's a lot of people who are old timers who came over who are just like wonderful and reasonable and not, you know, even if they're a little, sometimes a little get off my lawn, uh, like myself. Um, you know, still pretty reasonable. So. Um, and welcoming. So, so go there, go there and, uh, learn and, uh, converse with people. All right. There's our plug for video game sage. Are we moving on uh, Johnny? Well, I, oh. I just feel like since we're mentioning video game sage, uh, now is the perfect time to tell you when you need an import game, Whoa. there's only one place to shop and that's cheap, cheap games. Contact red, the game shark and get your games for cheap. Excellent. Just plug, to, thanks. Um, <laughs> Has Red got me anything? I mean, he's got me like some real good stuff uh, that I'm not even talking about yet because I need to get more games from the series. Like, uh, there are definitely games that I buy and I don't mention, or sometimes I only mention them on After Dark, just because it is so easy to implant uh, an idea in someone's head. Every time I see a want to buy ad, like one out of a hundred times, I just see a want to buy ad and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have that. And then I just go to eBay and I look at what's available. You should not be posting a want to buy unless you are like desperate and willing to pay anything to get it. I think it is so easy to have someone add something to the save search. Uh, and I'm out there True. doing it, guys. You're posting want to buy ads. That shit's going in my eBay save searches. Stop that. Just just telling I'm you. Not, um, I, I don't mean, do it till like my friend. Like I, 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 you know, I don't bid on the stuff that my friends are looking at and trying to bid on. But whew, if you're just some rando on the Internet, if you're on Reddit, if you're on these these Facebook groups that I'm not like one of the ones I'm involved in, man, I will just take the shit you want and it becomes the shit I want. He will fuck you. I 100%. And it's 2021, Johnny. I'll pay anything to fuck you. That shit comes up. <laughs> wow. Paying $150 for it. I don't care what it is. Some PS2 game. Some guy wanted it. it must be valuable. It's like the whole like social thing. Like, well, I already have this proof that someone else wants it. So it must be valuable because they want it. So I should want it. Anyway, should we move on to collecting questions, Johnny? We sure should. Retro game enthusiast. Uh, from, well, these are from the collector's quest discord, which you can access by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash collectors quest. Uh, I don't remember if we mentioned that already, but I'll give us a double plug. Even if we did, we haven't retro game enthusiast asks, should we start contributing funds slash games to video game archivists like Dan Gomez? That is such an interesting question. Wow. Um, I, I think yes. Yeah. Like why, why, like there's people support worse things, you know, uh, I could, <laughs> just yes. that's like, 
you know, if if you can help Dan out, who uh, is a is a treasure, and providing this community uh, a bunch of valuable information, then yeah, definitely like help out. And if that's with funds or with resources, you know, even just research, yeah, absolutely. Like we should encourage people to know more and and do more. So and Dan is doing, and uh, you know, so oh, much. Oh, Dan, like, yeah. Another Dan, huh? <laughs> um, anyway, see, he's you know he's he's a trooper out there, and you should check out um, what is it? Modern Game Database is uh, his primary modern Instagram profile. Modern data, sorry, modern database on Instagram, and modern is it underscore database on YouTube? His YouTube channel. So yeah, he just started a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Modern Database, but literally, you look for Modern Database, Dan, your SEO. Yeah, you're getting some problems because there's a lot of people talking about SQL databases. Yeah. Um, like maybe that's why. I, see, I think game should be in there. Dan, change it, fix um, it. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna figure Dan, it out. You do what you want. We're just gonna edit it in what uh what it is. It's just called right. Modern Database, dude. Dan, you're whew, you need some some SEO help. You you know you could probably find him on Instagram and he's got a link in his bio, I would bet. Yeah. So he has just um, started the series like literally 2 days ago where he does uh 1 minute variant videos, uh, the one that exists where it's just him pointing out all the differences between a first print and a second print of some Xbox game. Silent Hill. In Silent Hill place. uh it was it Downpour? I don't know. It doesn't matter which one it was. He points out the difference between the sound. Yeah, it's one of the ones that yeah, Homecoming exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um Anyways, you should go check that out. And if you can help Dan or if he starts asking for help or puts out a Patreon or something, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will say in the grand scheme of things, it's more valuable to donate to places like Video Game History Foundation that are doing like actual work preserving video game history, not finding the shit for collectors. Usually the people that end up finding shit for collectors will end up putting out commercial products like uh, a guidebook that they update yearly or something like that in Dan's case. But that's okay. But no, like, I, is that wrong? No, like, it's that's, not wrong. I'm saying like, you know, my take is always like, it's fine to make money. And especially if you're doing the work. So I'm Dan saying I wouldn't I would donate be buying his guide. I wouldn't donate to the Scott's stamp catalog. I would buy the Scott stamp catalog. But if what Modern Database ends up being, because I don't know where he, he's intending to fully take Modern Database, but if it ends up being just a YouTube channel where he's putting out a bunch of free information, which, I mean, yeah, it, we know Dan. Dan puts out a shitload of free information all over the fucking place. Then, yes, if he uh, ends up with a Patreon or something, yes, I definitely think uh, it is worth donating to archivists if they're giving us a bunch of free information in return. Yeah, and uh, very specifically to Dan, yeah, like double stamp of approval of that because he already has a track. Like just because the YouTube channel is new doesn't mean his uh, track record is new. It, it, it's oh, yeah. existing I mean, and long. So he's, like he's already done a lot for a lot of people, and he's so. by far one of the loudest voices of people saying, "Fuck, no, no one's documenting this modern stuff. Everyone only cares about Nintendo. What's going on?" So yeah, uh, I'm very happy we have a. a zealous activist in dan yep agree any other questions or are we just doing one today question number two also by retro game enthusiast what are the chances we could get a sister podcast to collector's quest guys with the work and the length that these shows are going uh zero where it's just your lady friends talking about being in a relationship with collectors um oh boy i would also say there's a zero percent chance 
because Ada puts up with so fucking much in this house. Uh, and I wouldn't want that revealed to uh, the internet. Uh, like, mean, you know, the, uh, know, when Lenny, uh, Lenny and the Simpsons was in like this decrepit apartment and he says, please don't let people know how I live. Uh, that's basically how I feel in my house. I've been to your house. Not that bad. Um, I probably See, the, did a quickie cleanup for you, but yeah. There's... Well, you were also, you were getting married, so I'm sure he was generally cleaner because you had people in and out of your house. Uh, sure. But yeah, I've got, uh, yeah. Man, Tyler, I think the other thing is you aren't going to other collectors' houses and seeing them. And you know, well, you're, no one's going most places right now, um, or at least for the last year. But I was saying, in general, like if you were going to more collectors' houses, it might seem more normal when you see like piles of games on the stairs. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't go to anyone's house to look at their collection. Um, mostly because everyone I fucking know, I guess, is in California. What the hell's going on there? Um, and some guys in New York. Uh, who's over in, uh, in the old North Carolina? I don't know. I think RH on video game stage, you're in the North Carolina. Also, I'm, I'm lazy and antisocial, but, uh, Johnny, is there going to be a podcast where, uh, perhaps no. Carly tells us tell all. Are you, are you kidding? Our, our, our schedules are so screwed right now. <laughs> she works night shift. We have, we have a two year old. I'm doing this while he sleeps and could have to leave at it any minute. It's like. Oh man, I, I'm carving out time when, when I have, when I can to like have to find more time for anything else right now is impossible. You know, I, I've sacrificed so much sleep just to do anything I enjoy. It, it's dumb. No, no. Also who would like maybe a one-off episode where we could bring them <laughs> on just to say things, but a sister uh, podcast. God, also my wife would hate that so much. She does not want to be involved in that nonsense. Uh, he also says Lady Hardstyle would be an awesome guest to tell us about the continuing adventures of Lord Hardstyle Z, um, who last Thanks. I saw his one post of his collection uh, was just stacked without a shelf, I believe, or there was some makeshift It system. was embarrassing. <laughs> the guy needed a shelf. Uh, but we can go through the uh, the what it's like getting a shelf and filling up that shelf and putting a shelf in the kitchen and uh, putting some shelves in the bedroom as things get out of control, Johnny. Yeah, it will happen I mean, to you. I think it would be easier to do a segment where, where there were questions directed at uh, the significant others, and then they responded. Like okay. Uh, also, we're basically out of questions and ask the podcast thing. So ask us more questions, and also ask our wives questions, and we'll see if we can get them to answer for us. That would be yeah. an interesting thing uh, to have on the show. I mean, there's a there's a lot more questions, but they're just in the wrong channel. But anyways, we don't don't talk too much. Let's not talk too I know, much. Discord, I know. So. All right, Johnny, we're yeah. moving on. What are you buying and what are you playing? Um. Okay, I'm not playing anything because who has time for that? Even though I want to <laughs> be playing things, I want to be playing things so bad right now because I could use the relaxing time. Um. I bought a couple of comics. No one wants to hear about that. Um. I remember we were talking about Halloween Harry. Yes, I do. The Apogee uh, game. So uh, this is if this episode's going to be out of order, so it's going to sound weird. But I bought Halloween Harry that you're probably going to hear about <laughs> on the episode after this. Um, so I bought that uh, because that's cool, and it's a little diskette. I didn't realize the 3.5 would come in just such a small little case. I expected something jewel case size, so like CD jewel case, and it's it's all small and cute and easy to store. So that was nice. Um, I bought that, and I got uh, a variant for a GBA game. Uh, the Hot Wheels uh, double pack, which comes with the diecast car. So, yeah, that's that's what I bought. 
1983 lightning fire red. No, no, not that's no. they're not going to understand that reference either. The, the, <laughs> Look forward that's to that reference episode. in the episode of Collector's Quest that I edited today that I'm not going to post tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, no, this is just um, a GBA game, and there there's this double pack that already exists, but there's one that came with the diecast metal or diecast. Like I need to tell you, it came with fucking Hot Wheel. Um, but there it's just a sticker on that two pack that says Hot Wheels diecast car included inside. So um, yeah. It's like kind of a hard variant find, and I, I did so. So with some help. Thanks, Coffee with Mr. Saturn. My GBA Your hookup. Your GBA hookup, even, you might say. <laughs> yeah, I did. Where does he get all these games? He has like everything on GBA. What is going on, Johnny? Is I he just getting know. all the recently listed GBA good stuff that never I, comes up? You know, I don't know. Coffee There's with some... Mr. Saturn, tell us where you're getting these games. No, don't because he, I, he's I mean, sources and like, he's like, <laughs> like he's like, well, no, then you would be buying and then I don't make any profit. Like I said, it's it's okay for people to make some money sometimes. And no, I love it. I mean, dude, if you I, need I GBA games, have you should I follow him. Like he places. he puts good good stuff up. Uh, even though he also sometimes puts up Pokemon cards, so we gotta Ugh, bummer <sighs> for that. Sorry, <laughs> coffee with Mister Saturn. Anyways. Uh, that's why I bought. Uh, I didn't play anything, so there. What about you? What, what'd you buy? What'd you play? I, I also don't think I've, I'm playing anything. Um, I'm just not in the mood, Johnny. Uh, I got a Zelda's Adventure. Did I say that on the show? No, you didn't. Johnny, I got a Zelda's Adventure. The rarest Zelda game? Question mark. Like clearly not the rarest in terms of variants or limited edition. Right. Um, I, I'm like, wait, did you talk about this on the last episode? Oh, I don't boy. So oh, I just edited it and I don't remember it. Anyway, I got a Zelda's Adventure and guess where it came from, Johnny? You've already guessed this, but let's <laughs> let's pretend you uh, are doing this for the first time. The uh, Netherlands. It 100% came from the Netherlands. I don't know what mine is also up. came from the yeah, mine also came from Everyone's the Netherlands. Everyone's Zelda Adventure came from the Netherlands. What happened in the Netherlands with this game? I don't know. I don't I I don't have a good answer, but like like half the Zeldas are like German, uh, you know, just I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh, so fun fact that I th- we brought up on the show, but yeah, the Zelda's adventure with the Dutch text on the back is by far the more common one. There's one, I think, with Spanish text on the back. And there's like there's like four or five languages in each of them. But the one with Spanish text is way harder to find. And then you can have a rare variant of a rare game. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Um, Johnny, I bought Diamond Trust of London limited edition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is something we talked about last episode that won't make sense here. It, Cool. Oh, so we might have talked about it on After Dark or something, but um, Maybe. literally, I did you make a joke about it? You brought it up. It got brought up. I went to eBay and there was a limited edition for sale with one day left um, for a hundred dollars. I'll disclose the price uh, on this one. Uh, I have no idea if that's a good price. Johnny constantly talks about. It. He's like, it's the rarest DS game. And what sold me is it comes with stamps, a coin, and some kind of banknote from Angola. I believe these are this all is real. Like everything Tyler loves. I know. I, I dude, I fucking love this like random tchotchke. Like they're real collectibles or just worthless collectibles. But fuck, I love it. It's so cool that a video game comes with this stuff. Um, and apparently it's like a boring board game that puts you to sleep. Uh, you can you play this in a 3DS? I might actually try to play this tonight if it's comprehensible. You should. Uh, not you tonight. Should it's 4 a.m., but maybe tomorrow. Well, well so I'll, I'll tell you, yours is the only one that sold CIB. The last one that sold, uh, that was sealed, um, 
was like four hundred and twenty-five dollars or oh, something. I'm feeling so, great about that because if it was sealed, I wouldn't be able to get at the stamps and stuff, right? Right. Oh, I'm hundred percent in on getting this complete in box, then Johnny. Yeah, you did it. Um, nice work. And then uh, the big thing I got, Johnny, uh, I've posted this on Instagram. Also, uh, we're going to call back to the time I said I was affected by a fake sale. Let me tell you about the saga of obtaining Yoshino Cookie Kurapon Oven to Cookie. Johnny. Oh, uh, no. I think the second most expensive video game I've ever purchased next to Outback Joey. Oh, no. Please tell me it's not fake. It is not fake, which oh. is always something you have to worry about when buying stuff from Japan, uh, because uh, returning stuff is not really a possibility <laughs> when yeah. you get screwed. Anyway, let me tell people, no one knows what this game is, so let me tell you what uh, Yoshi no Cookie Kurapon Oven to Cookie is. It is an expanded version of Yoshi's Cookie, so it boots up into a menu where one of the options is play Yoshi's Cookie. And the other one, I believe, is is translates to cooking mode, where you run Yoshi around a world map, and you go into these various kitchens, and apparently you collect real-life cookie recipes and then bake them in your national brand microwave. Because this game was entirely created to promote national microwaves. Fucking wonderful. This was 1994, to be clear, on when Nintendo was putting out specific games to promote microwaves. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out the uh, the cooking mode. I, I played it a little bit. Oh, I guess I did play something. I played the cooking mode in in Yoshi's Cookie Kurapon Co- Oven to Cookie, and it's all Japanese. And I couldn't figure out how to make any cookie recipes. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about it is. Uh, it's like one of the rarest Nintendo games. Definitely one of the rarest Super Famicom games. There were 500 promo copies made, apparently. I could not figure out how you actually got them. I found one source that said you could only get them uh, by getting it with the microwave. But uh, it was an English source, and I don't really trust English sources on really obscure Japanese stuff like this. Why not? Um it, Show me a real Japanese story. If I saw that on like a Super Famicom blog, I would just I would just take it. I wouldn't even question it, Johnny. But the fact that it was like an English source, no, forget it. Yeah. English people don't know anything about Super Famicom, including myself. Uh, so, what'd you say? I said likewise. Okay, let me tell you about the saga of purchasing this game, Johnny. This game was up on Yahoo for months, uh, maybe weeks. Sure, felt like months. So the way Yahoo Auctions works, it's different than eBay. So when someone puts in a bid in the last five minutes, it adds five minutes to the timer so everyone has a chance to bid. So this means uh, I didn't want to pay. I was willing to pay the listed price, but I was waiting for it to come down in price. So I would have to this. It was always set up at a one day auction. I would wake up every day come to my computer and watch this auction end to make sure no one bid it on it. Because if someone bid on it, I would want to bid against them to win it. Uh, but if no one bid on it, I would want it. I would want the seller to think there's no interest and to drop the price. It's a dangerous game. It's a very dangerous game. And this went on for like weeks. Like all that, all I was doing was letting more people see it and gain interest in it. This is, this is I mean, like the least Tyler thing you've ever done. It's true. This game is like a $2,000 game. So if I could get like some money off on it, Johnny, I would have been very happy to. 
So I'm watching this. At, at, like literally every morning, I wake up and I make sure no one bids on this game. And the seller doesn't decrease the price. He starts increasing the price. So every day, the price would go up like 10,000 yen. And then randomly, it would go down and he would jump around. He's basically being an asshole to me specifically. I, I can't imagine how many people were actually crazy enough to look at this auction every day besides me. So he's just jumping it around. And then one day, he's just like, fuck it. I want to get rid of this game. He starts a one yen uh, auction and lets people bid it up. So... I wake up, it's like, it's go time, because people are bidding on this, there's no more crazy high price anymore. Uh, and we bid it up, and there's a, a buy it now that doesn't disappear, and the buy it now, it was something ridiculous, like $5,000, as if $2,000 for this game is not ridiculous. So, it got bid up to like 2500 or something like that, uh, and like, and then I'm like, well, shit, I'm out, I'm not gonna pay that for this game, that, that was uh, above my limit. And, uh, it got bought out for the $5,000. And I'm like, I can't believe someone just paid that. I'm never going to own this video game. And then a week later, it comes back. Because guess what? The guy who bought it now against me, asshole, didn't end up paying for it. Uh, so I got it the second time around. Uh, second time around, I will say I bid. I bid, I think, $300 less than my previous high bid. Because I was already like wary of shenanigans here. And uh, someone put in a bid to find out my max bid and then shilled me up to exactly my max bid by retracting their original bid. Uh, just excellent thing to do. Thank you, whoever did that. Uh, I'm happy I lowered my max bid. Anyway, I paid a fuckload of money for this Yoshi's Cookie game, Johnny. Uh, but it is, uh, I'm excited to have it. And I'm, I'm very happy it's real. And, uh, wow, that, uh, that about, is a, that's quite the story. Talk about a game, like, so much effort and money has gone into acquiring this game. <laughs> like, talk about a game no one cares about. Uh, like, the opposite of what I should be buying. I should be buying, like, the mintest Super Mario Brother hang tab I can find. And I'm buying uh, a Yoshi's Cookie version. Not unless you want to be scammed. Oh, you're right. I would be scammed. Uh, I can't get scammed with Super Famicom because no one can grade them. That's right. Something that might come up in uh, an episode in the future. Whoa. Uh, you got, You have to retitle that episode now to uh, How Not to Get Scammed. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, to... I bet our, our listener numbers would actually go up if we had stupid clickable titles like that. Uh, we definitely would. Like. Uh. Sometimes we do dumb click bitty titles, like as a joke, but we, we do it for that one. See if, see if it uh, helps. How it's not so relevant. No, that's so dumb, Johnny. How not to get scammed. Uh, we hate would definitely get, how not like to get played. People. We would get hate from people who don't really get that it's a joke and would take it kind of seriously. So I don't want to do that. But now this episode will be out and they'll hear it and they'll know it's a joke. They'll be in on it. I bet there are. I bet most of our audience does not listen to every episode, uh, let alone, what is it, two hours into every episode? That's fair. All right. Any more you want to add? Any any other uh, sweet buys? I think that was those are some pretty sweet buys, pretty, Johnny. They are pretty sweet buys, and they expensive, so um, they ate up all of your, your dollars. Do you remember how long, how hard I was looking for a uh, Bucky O'Hare? So after I bought all this shit, two people... Including Colton Murphy has like a super nice 100% complete Bucky O'Hare. And he's like trying to give me first dibs on it. And I've, I've blown like all my money on this bullshit. Uh, 
Um, like Bucky O'Hare is just not in my budget right now with uh, all this other shit I've been buying. Just so, go buy the Bucky O'Hare. Just no, get it. So no, you never have to talk about it I, again. That is what I did with basically Zelda's Adventure and this Yoshi's Cookie. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm buying it. I can't. Like, fuck Bucky O'Hare. Like, Bucky O'Hare is a B-list thing in my collection. I'm sorry, Bucky O'Hare. You're not in the world of, of the Marios and Zeldas, which kind of technically, Yoshi's Cookie has Mario on the front. Zelda's Adventure is a Zelda game. So those are A-listers is what my implication is, which is wrong. But, uh... So, anything else, Dad? Are we good? We now we're good. good. Let's, good? let's end the show. Right. Just a quick oh, two hours, but, breezy. But, but but first, just so everyone knows, hey, I bought a I bought a graded comic. That was weird. Oh, was I it did, uh, maybe a spider web of Spider Man thirty two? No, it was uh, Detective Comics eight eighty. The Joker cover. I showed uh, you. The one where he's exploding into bats. Yes. What a cool a cover. cover! I'm pretty sure I saw Comic Tom wearing a shirt of that cover. Probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just like comics aren't new to me. I just, I, I wanted to get a graded comic because I'm going to grade a few of uh, my favorites. And this is like one of my all-time favorite Batman covers. I, I bought it. And you know what? I don't hate it. The way I hate the way graded games feel, I don't feel that way about comics. I was like, yeah, this feels great. I And like, it's easy to store. I was like, I was totally into this thing. I was, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I was wondering if we could turn that into an entire episode. Uh, I don't think we can. Let's just talk about it like for 10 seconds now. So you could have like, theoretically, no matter how big your card collection is, like if you grade everything, it's not really any bigger than just having binders full of those cards because they stack up and you could sort them into shoeboxes super nicely. What is the most graded games like someone could feasibly have? Like a thousand? Like... I, I'm looking at uh, a shelf full of, like, the GameCube garbage that I bought. And I've got, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 things on a Billy Bookcase shelf, as opposed to, uh, like, 10 that I could fit if they were graded. Uh, I will say it would be easier to buy shelving, space. because you could just buy Billy's, and, like, those fit sealed games very nicely. But have you seen, there are, like, dealers and high-end collectors who have, like, all graded games. Like, all WADA stuff, and yeah. they'll have, like, like bookcases and bookcases of graded WADA games. And it's, like, in sheer quantity, you they, you can't own that many. Like, we both have a ridiculous amount of games. We both have over 10,000 games. Uh, and it's, just, like, there's no, you would have to have a mansion to have 10,000 yeah. WADA graded games. No, it would, they would you just... You would also thought... have to be able to have the budget of a mansion to afford 10,000 WADA graded games. Yeah, I, I think, look, we can get into it, but I also think, uh, like, sealed, uh, not sealed, graded games are ugly. I think they're ugly. I don't like the, I don't like the badge on top. Like, I just want, like, I actually, I mean, I've questioned this. I, I don't understand the WADA thought process of like making them non-stackable entities and also like not getting like, I just don't like, unless you display it facing front, you don't really get a good display, which then goes into like, how many can you actually keep? If it's me um, and this is feedback that I, I would give them at any point, but like, I, like I would make them as square and as rect or as rectangular as possible, as thin as I could get it and make all the badges in a place that were not obtrusive. So I can stack them and get as many on a shelf as possible while still having some aspect of display. Uh, like I would, I would go hard on, on like that kind of stuff, but they, ju it's just not a thing. So it's not a thing. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think on shelves, they're ugly. It looks so weird having like 100 watt of games on a shelf. I think having yeah. like one or two within a display incorporated or even like yeah. a nice shelf where everything's facing forward. I think they look totally fine. But just having like shelves and shelves of water games, I don't think looks as nice as having shelves and shelves of complete box NES games. Agree. Um, yeah. Uh, like, and uh, oh, my uh, God. Are they, yeah. As you said. Yeah. Too just thick. trophy pieces. The, yeah. Uh, a trophy piece. It's nice. So Wada ran out. I think they're either they just got them back in stock, but they've been out of DVD cases because, I mean, you can't. There are like $10 games now that people just buy off eBay and send to Wada. It is madness. So the there was a sale for Bioshock Infinite for $1,100. That game is literally $10 shipped for the exact same variant on eBay. Obviously, they're all gone now, like literally 20 copies sold within a second once that sale went down. And Wada's DVD case, like the company wasn't founded on the idea that people are going to send in a shitload of DVD cases. So they don't have a unique DVD case. It's still like twice as thick or three times as thick as it needs to be. And it's just like, God, people are going to have so many of these stupid games and they're it's going to take up three times as much room as they need to be. Like, I feel like some people might just use VGA just because like they can fit more games, yeah. Johnny. I I agree. Like this, what, like this, uh, this graded comic. Like people say, like this, these cases are big, and I'm just like, man, this feels good. It feels firm. I feel like my comic is protected, and now it dis it displays well. Like the the badge is on the top, but it's all squared. Like I could stack it. Like I could do anything. Like if I decided I hated this, I could put it like i plan to have like i have my pinball machine so i'm getting a bunch of batman ones but i just want to like hang a couple of comics by the pinball machine um it's why i buy like my favorite batman covers but i'm going to use like a like this j shelving stuff uh j like anyways it's like a, a slide i can slide a comic in or out so i plan on like oh, yeah, sure. rotating through some like i and you just can't do that with a water case. They're like just so thick and games don't, I, they just, I don't think they display as well on mass, right? Like I can't hang them on a wall. It, it, comics are a little different. So I, I, I saw someone, I believe for water cases, I think someone made a, a 3d printed thing literally to like screw a water game into your wall, Johnny. So you're oh, really? wrong. You can hang them oh. on your wall. Okay. Well, well that that's good. But yeah, I, this, I was, because I don't like the very nature of grading things, but like comics, I'm literally never going to open a comic. I'm just going to read it on my app. Um, and I like, I'm like, yeah, man, this like, I can put it on my shelf now and not like worry about it or like on my wall and not worry about it. Plus it's going to look nice by the pinball machine. So I'm, I'm very happy. All right. That's your, uh, that's your CQ after dark. Cause this has nothing yeah. to do with anything, Johnny. Nope. All right. Tell us where we can find you, Tyler. Uh, I'm default gen default G E N on Instagram, video games, sage, and uh, I guess YouTube. Also people wanted me to make like a retro gem miner on this WADA stuff. Uh, didn't you already uh, did that? I'm not doing what I mean, like in response to the Carl uh, jobs. I video, know, I but like think it's you already did a, a valid criticism video. I, Oh, Oh no. They wanted me to do like a funny video. I know. I know. I'm making a joke. I'm making oh, a joke. God fucking damn already it. made this. Ding! I get. I need to get a real bill in here. Um, <laughs> I don't like. Like I don't. There's like a mob right now. I feel like no matter what I did, even if I was guess, <laughs> I don't know if you know Johnny. Retro gem miners sometimes gets misinterpreted, and oh, as yeah. Carl's video is already like probably causing Dennis's life to be pretty hard right now, and like you know maybe causing some other mobs that are of questionable or not yet a hundred percent. 
uh, valid in their in their beliefs. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to make a retro gem miner to add fuel to that fire. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm not into feeding mobs or anything. Like I tell, I don't like trials in the court of public opinion. I don't like adding on to it, which is kind of why I was like a little leery of even doing this. But here we are. Um, we've done it. And again, thank you guys for taking the time <laughs> to listen to that. Uh, our other host who couldn't be with us today is the Art of NP on Twitter and on Instagram. So go ahead and search for that. He's also on YouTube. So he's got an art show coming up soon in Simi Valley. If you can, if you can make it there, I believe that's next weekend. Um, where you can see all this stuff displayed and you'll be able to see a small feature of him in, uh, in the video, uh, the video game documentary called, I think it's just called retro. Um, that's coming out soon. And, um, that's anti-hero productions, I believe on Instagram. So check that out. I'm sorry. And it's just you, called retro. That seems, I, I don't know if me. that's <laughs> just called retro. I, I didn't look it up. I just, it's just occurring to me that that is going to be out soon. So I'm trying to give it a plug and doing a very bad job. Um, it was awful. How could it just be called retro? I don't know. Do you go to his Instagram and look for me and you can find me at, uh, at the discord when I can get there. Sorry guys. Um, it's ben, called rarity ben retro on. video game collecting in the modern era. Okay. Thank you. Wow, I I totally got that one hundred percent wrong. I wasn't even in the same universe. That's good. Um, anyways, you can find me uh, nowhere, like barely on Instagram, barely anywhere. Uh, but you can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me on the Discord. Uh, I do a good job answering if I'm tagged still, but like just being organically in the conversations right now, I'm super bad at. It, so sorry about that. It will get better. That's all we got for this show. Again, hope you enjoyed our medium take. Please, please be gentle. Please be gentle. I know feelings are hot. People are running hot on this, uh, you know, but let's all, let's all just take a step back and try to be reasonable and nice to each other. Thanks so much. That's it for the show. Bye. That is our show. No errata this episode. I'm just going to say we got everything 100% right, and everyone totally agrees with every single point we made, uh, because that's how topics like this work in the hobby. Thank you to ApeBit, A-P-E-Bit, that's apebit.bandcamp.com, for making our intro music, and thank you to the patrons, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, Canadian Variant Alert, Chris Glidden, Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jaxvik, High End Collector, Andrew Brim, 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre, Video Games Were Meant to Be Slabbed, Brandon Ackley, Brian Gupta, and Pocky and Rocky with Becky, Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, The Strictly Limited, Super Rare, Bruno, Sophisticated Investor, Cartmageddon, Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Morozek, God, that is a mouthful every time. Johnny's GBA hookup every single time. Coffee with Mr. Saturn. Where does he get those games? Playing with power, Connor Strange. The last game you need for the set, Corey O'Brien. Unpunched hang tab, Dustin Beagle. He has returned to judge this city. Eric Addison, man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo. Funky Brewsta, the actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid. Jeff, the Game Boy Ferris. Lance, Lord Hardstyle Z. And Lady Hardstyle, we're counting both of them. The Degenerate, Matt Ball. Funko Land employee, platform agnostic. 
the Famicom Box Retro Game Enthusiast, Sean the Gamer Collective, previously unknown variant Tim Walker, from the internet Todd Fisher, can't put limits on collecting VG Collectaholic, The Millennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda variant, Zero X Depth Code, getting the full PS2 set because Stefan won't, all caps! What a 9.8 A++ Benji, the actually rare Bird Dog Gaming, Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode. Still finding deals in 2021 somehow. Colton Murphy, David Green, he's got that on vinyl. Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. Don Libby, the hero of time, actually understands the Zelda timeline. Jeff Pierce. Dude, I think I forgot about you for like two months. I noticed that I had one less thing on my list than we have actual patrons. I'm sorry you didn't have a nickname for a few episodes. I, I, I missed you. I'm... I'm sorry, here's me making it up to you by dedicating 10 seconds at the end of the show to apologizing. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Pierce. Jeremy Jarvis here for the Pog Talk. Jim Jacobs, world record holder of Best Collection. Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados. Video game art collector because video games are art. Justin Chichio. Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Michael, posted in the Discord right now, Chiara Monti. Nick, the video game database Morgan. Homebrew Mastermind, Divertov. The other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games, Dungeon Master, Reed Stubinick, The Promoter, Retro RPG Podcast, High Definition 16-Bit Graphics, Stevie Lou, Todd Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he has all 97 Nintendo games, Andrew actually collecting N-Gage O, B-Nugs, B-Nugs, Colby, he is Sinistar. Corhagen does what Nintendo don't. Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon. The Xbox Authority, Danny Gomez. Should I just call you like the modern database Danny Gomez now? I don't know. The Philatelist, Dork Overlord, My Childhood, PlayStation Idol, Game-Brave.com. Joe actually plays his games, Champity. Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon. Collector of everything, including Atari. Kalen McAteer. Sam, Sega Mark III Marks and Sean the Video Game Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much.